Hey, everybody, get in here. It is time again for my favorite thing, the Sean Yankee Show Week in Review. This is where I cut up highlights of each night of the show, all the best moments, and then we watch it back. But what it also is, is a fantastic opportunity to share the show so that people can see what it is we do. Because you're going to see every theme. You're going to have the best of news night, the best of motivation, the best of conspiracy theories and chill, the best of rant night, and then the best of our conversation with Harsh Med. So everything we did this past week, edited up, including, and you can't leave this out, our morning show, The Morning Yank. So it's a really good chance to get a look at that as well. So get this out everywhere. Share this one a few extra times. Invite a friend. Get somebody in here to peep out with us. You know, this is a different night. We usually do this on Saturday nights. And I want to apologize. Uh, we had to reschedule. Something came up at the last minute. As you know, Babels has been dealing with some stuff um, with her sciatic and, and she's been in a lot of pain. So she found this really nice massage gun, a therapy gun. And we had to go get it. And it had to happen yesterday. It couldn't happen today. So she needed it. We had to go do it. So I figured we'll do it on a new night, Sunday night. Just try it out. You know, we don't usually get to hang out on Sunday nights. So this will give us a chance maybe to get out to some different people and be seen by a different group of people maybe. But that's why we're on Sunday instead of Saturday. Usually this is on Saturday. But let me say hi to everybody because I'm going to come over with you guys. What we're going to do is peep out and watch all the best moments. Like I said, I got it all ready for you and we're ready to watch it. And I love this. I get to hang out with you guys. But let me say hi to everybody who's here. Helen and Patricia, we're here on YouTube. And Lolly and Jordan, how are you? Hey, Sky. Patricia's here on Facebook, too. And Dale, how are you doing, Lee? How are you doing, Ginger and Aaron? Hey, Joseph. Good to see y'all. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do here in just a minute. I'm going to start that off. Babels is out. She had to go take my son to get a new set of tires for his truck. He's got a very expensive truck. I don't understand why he bought that truck. It, it's got like a 450-something engine. I'm not a car guy. A huge engine. You can hear him coming a mile away. And it gets like five miles to the gallon. And the tires on this thing are 600 bucks. And every penny that kid makes, he has to put back into this truck. I don't know why he did that. You know, if I was saving up to begin my life, I'd be riding around on a moped. Thank you, Joan. I appreciate that. Jordan, you got the Rona? Jordan's got that Rona, man. You better watch out. No, it ain't no big deal. Worst case scenario, you can't smell stuff and taste stuff for a little while. It's nothing worse than the flu. You'd be all right. You got an interview on to, on Thursday? Man, good luck. I hope you get it. I know you will. You're going to nail it. Your motorhome gets eight miles to the gallon. I'm exaggerating, but he's always on E. He's always broken. The thing guzzles gas. And these tires are outrageous. I can't believe that. The tires on these trucks. It's crazy. But like I said, we're getting ready to start. We got a long one to go through. And uh, 
I can't wait to watch it with you. But that I wanted to explain first off why we were on Sunday and then what we were doing in case anybody's new to the weekend review. But I'm going to switch the scene over here so I can bring in the film strip and we're going to watch it. It's uh, all the best moments and I get to hang out with you. That's my best part. That's what I'm excited about and ready to do. So I'm going to come over there on Facebook. I'll be hanging out on Facebook. So if you're here on YouTube or Twitch and you want to say hi, stop in on Facebook and just let us know because uh, that's where I'll be hanging out. And we're going to watch the week in review. So if you're ready, let's begin. This is a show. We are running a show. That's what we do here. It's a lot of work. Um, a lot goes into producing this show, putting it together, and presenting it every evening. It is a show. We have goals around here and ambitions, and we seek to reach these goals. Now, I keep saying we. And I often speak that way because it is we. We are a family in here. But in this instance, I'm speaking of a specific, a specific group of individuals. People who donate their own time to help me and admin this page and our groups. And these people that I'm speaking about right now help me tremendously. I can't even tell you. I couldn't do this without them. We wouldn't have made it to 329 episodes. And we won't make it to where we're going without them. Now, I just don't have time to run the pages and groups properly. And because of that, they are all restricted. And they are all about to be removed. Everywhere, honestly. Even YouTube. Twitch, I don't think we've showed up on their radar yet. They haven't discovered us over there yet. And I'm honestly thinking of switching the third platform to VK, maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. But anyways, we haven't showed up on Twitch's radar. But Facebook, every group, every single one is restricted. We didn't do that. You have to have posts approved. We didn't do that. There's a reason why that's happening. And, you know, I'm sorry that these aren't free speech platforms. Go to be part of our Yankee Peeps group on Gab. On Gab, you can share as much as you want and, and anything you want. But we're on we're on a, a platform that is um, intelligence agency control. We all know this shit and things that we can cannot do. But all of our pages are about to be removed. Now, all of these people who help me, these admins that help me with the pages and groups, They've been with me for a very long time and they understand me. They get me on a level I can't really explain to you. So they understand the agenda here. They understand where we're going. They understand what we want to do, where we want to head. And they want to help as much as possible in that. But we've laid back. Even I have. Now, mostly out of laziness for me. Laziness and no time. Just no time, really. I, I, I kid that I'm lazy, but I really spend a, a ton of time working. 
because these aren't easy to put together. It's a ton of work. For instance, tonight is news. One of the most laborious nights. It takes a good two, three hours of research to do it properly. And then, you know, but it's out of love. But it's also out of doing trying to do something professional, something of value, and something that will get out and become successful. To the point that we are able to stream from our own website, which I can tell you is not cheap. It's not. But it will allow us more freedoms, and it will allow us to bring in other creators, and it will allow us to make this a network for what we believe. We can't do that, though, just willy-nilly. We're going to have to run an organized, tight ship. And like I said, I don't have the time. And we don't want to censor. We don't want to. But all of that freedom and that running wild that we've had going on, it ends now. Now, that does not mean stop being active. Or God forbid, stop being yourself. Doesn't mean that at all, you know. But we are in enemy territory, and like it or not, we must play within their guidelines to stay here at all, much less thrive, much less be seen, much less get out. Now, as a result, like I said, from this point on, we are forced to enforce certain things and become more active and monitoring the pages, the groups, comment section, all that. Now, there's reasons. Like I told you, we don't have to like the reasons, but they're real. You know, we've worked this page up to 1,200 likes and close to 2,000 follows. I didn't do that any other way, but by grinding, we're about to lose it all. They're going to wipe it all. And then, you know, we've allowed the comment section to run wild. Never really censored it much. At all, really. But the other night, um, our guest, there was a person that was trying to ruin it. It was just out of hand. You know, that's harassing, that's bullying. Well, from now on, what's going to happen is the admins are going to act as they see fit. Now, you know, we're all good people and we are family. We all care about each other. So I'm very sure that you will be told first about whatever it is you're doing that has to stop. It just isn't the place for it. That's all. But no matter what, if it's extreme enough that you're not even warned, whatever happens, you don't come crying to me about it. I'm telling you, if they decide to act, they have my full support. Like I said before, every single one of these people have been with me for years. They understand me. They all get me. They understand what we're about, what I want here, and what I want to build, what we're trying to do. And they have carte blanche. It's just a fact. So, you know, plead your case by all means, but don't expect me to overturn anything that they do. And 
I will be protective of my own time. You know, like I said, this is a full-time job. I also have a full-time real job and I have a family. So I don't have time. It's one of the reasons why I have a team of admins. I don't have the time to run these pages. That's why Facebook took away my messages on the page. And we can't have that little tab anymore because I wasn't responding to them. I don't have the time. And to protect my personal space, in the past, I've been forced to have to block people, people I cared about. I don't want to do that. So please try to be a little bit introspective if something happens or if someone reaches out to you. Because I know it's new. It's never happened around here. You're going to have to become accustomed to it. Someone may have to take you aside at some point and be like, hey, whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. We can't have you doing it. And then if you keep doing it, you got to be understanding of the fact that we have to take action. Or we're going to lose everything. And we're not about that. So. This case is now closed. I'm going to clip that and I'll make sure it's in the week in review and anyone that missed it can see it. They have the opportunity to watch it in that little speech, but it's common sense at the end of the day. You know how we need to act here to stick around, to be able to function and, and operate here. And until it's unnecessary, we must. So I don't really want to start over a new page, you know, we have had to start over on YouTube three times. But like I said, I've said my piece. This is how it is now. We're done. Yay, back to the show. It's Monday night. And on Monday nights around here, we do news. This man, Paul Hodgkins, is the first to face a felony sentence in the uh, insurrection at the Capitol, which we've established was orchestrated and pushed and led by the FBI. And this man, look at him. Just take a second and look at him. He's carrying a flag. He is not dressed for battle. He does have goggles, it looks like. But he's in a t-shirt, no body armor. I don't see a weapon. He could get 20 years in prison. He took a selfie with the... Uh, the Horns dude, whatever that guy's name is. The QAnon shaman. He went and walked around the Capitol, following in the flood of people who went in and took selfies and shit. 
Dude, I don't even know that he overturned a desk. 20 fucking years? You know, if you don't speak up when they come for others, there will be no one there to speak up when they come for you. And they are trying to demonize anyone that politically opposes them to the point that no one would dare to do it again. And then they just plan to rig every election from here forward and take complete control. I, I think they've let us participate up until now. You know, a lot of people tell me all the time that it's just selections, that we've never really participated at all. It's just illusionary that we even get to vote. You know, Carlin used to talk about that all the time. That if voting mattered, they wouldn't let us do it. Um, I don't know. I always thought, eh, they, they have had such power over the narrative and such an ability to steer it that I think they just fell on that and did rigging. Of course they did. They do a lot of that. But not to the level that they just did. Not to the level that everybody, no one could possibly not see it if they were paying any attention. Because everybody that was, was outraged. And a lot of them were in D.C. And then the FBI used their outrage to push them into doing something that they had no intention of doing, that they weren't there to do. And this man's going to lose up to 20 years of his life in federal prison. You know, and I, I took down the NBC coverage. The first coverage I saw of this was from NBC, but they, they were portraying him as a Florida man, and fuck that. This dude cares about what's happening in his country. He is literally what the founding fathers would have been if this was going on in their time. In fact, they would consider a lot of us to be complete pussies, that we've allowed our government to become a complete tyranny without doing a damn thing about it. I think they would be disgusted with us, quite frankly. Not that they were great people. I understand they were slave owners, etc. But they built this so that if we actively participated in it, we could do something in it. But we don't. And then they rewrote the Constitution, changed all that. And they've gotten to the point where they've taken so much power and authority that they don't really deserve or have by just us giving consent. And now... They're trying to take away the ability of anyone to speak against them, against them and against anything they're doing or trying to do. The White House is admitting that they're flagging posts for Facebook that spread disinformation. The fucking White House in the United States of America, the land of free speech and expression, protected in our Constitution, Declaration Bill of Rights. I almost said declaration. You know why I had that in my head? We went to a restaurant the other day and they had it on the booth right next to ours on the wall. And I, I was reading. But we may as well set all that shit on fire because we're heading rapidly towards a, a, a literal 1984 world. A lot of people say we're already in 1984. No, you're not. No, you're not. Not yet keep allowing shit like this and you will rapidly approach it without a doubt that's where you're heading to not be able to speak out at all at all if the tree falls in the woods and there's no one there to hear it does it make a sound soon 
there will be no one to hear anything that does not fit their narrative because you will have no ability to speak it. If we allow this, if we allow them to keep taking this power that they don't have, they, the president of the United States is saying that people on social media platforms, and he's talking about us, are killing people. They're trying to label us domestic terrorists. The language in these bills they're trying to pass is very, very, very vague. So much so that they can label anyone, even people with different political views, opposing political views, as a domestic terrorist. That is incredibly, incredibly dangerous. And then in the District of Columbia, kids that are 11 years old can decide to get juice without their parents' consent. I didn't understand this when I first saw the headline and I'm like, what? How can this be? And then I was blown away when I heard how young so I'm 11 years old. I can go in a pharmacy and I can be like, shoot me up, doc. And then you, the pharmacist or whoever, you're lucky if it's a pharmacist. It's probably some lab tech that's shooting you up. They watched an eight-minute video, you know, injects you with God knows what because they don't know. How do they do that? How's the system... Stand what well, I know how it's because we're allowing it to, but these parents are suing the District of Columbia over this, and you know, it's just power comes from many people speaking up and speaking out. So, we have to do that, and we have to support the people that are and give them strength and give them support, even if you don't fully agree or. Or don't find that one thing as a personal cause you you must realize the house is on fire we have to act and we have to do something about it can't just allow this to continue and run wild because this stuff right here it's not getting talked about enough and this article is talking about how the va documents are revealing hundreds of serious reactions to this juice. You know, even the list goes on and on. You can't even have a Facebook group about vaccine side effects though. No, God forbid. Why? Look, if the science is sound, it should stand up to scrutiny. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical expert. And I've been taken down two times on YouTube for medical misinformation. I am not giving you medical mis medical information at all. This is common sense. That's it. Dude, I don't buy the first PlayStation that comes out because I know they haven't worked the bugs out of it yet. I wait till the price drops and it's like the third or fourth version. Nor would I buy a brand new anything electronic I wait. I don't need the best new thing. My phone is seven years old. You have something good and it really works. You can sell it to me. 
So sell it to me. Prove to me that it works. And part of proving that to me is allowing scrutiny. Because if you can't even speak against it, you can't talk about any adverse side effects. You can't say anything negative about it. Something's wrong. That's a huge red flag. Not to mention your industry is unregulated and has been since the mid-80s. So, I got a few other stories. We're going to change gears a little bit, talk a little bit about money and the financial state of things, like I was prefacing in the intro to the news tonight. But we've, we've had, what, four stimuluses now, right? If you count this latest one that goes out to families, you know, the... Uh, family tax credit or whatever that people are getting monthly now if you have dependent children. So, but anyways, all of those added together, we gave away $6 trillion when, as of when this was written, which was two days ago. That money, which only a fraction went to the American people, a very small fraction, I think I'm being generous if I say 20%. Someone fact check me. I don't even think that's wrong. If they would have used that to really bail out the American people, every single taxpaying citizen would have received $41,000. That would have been a genuine stimulus for lockdowns that went on for what? But no. People lost their businesses, their livelihoods, their way of life. And, and, and becoming more and more dependent on the system. And this was a heist. They stole that money from you, from taxpaying Americans in broad daylight. And everybody's like, cool, thanks for my crumbs. Man, I'm sure glad you gave me some crumbs. Not looking at all where 80% of that money went. Tracy's right. Evil is rampant, and everything is upside down, inverted. It is Satan's paradise. You're right. And the reason for that is it, the, the design of it was created by a Luciferian agenda. This is who they worship. This is what they want. This is by design. This is not broken. It was fucking built this way. And it will continue to dominate against us forever and ever. If we don't ever do anything about it. And that's why I preach all the time for us to take personal responsibility and ownership of what's going on. That's why I go on and on about that all the time. Because it's true. We must. And that's why we work on ourselves on Tuesdays. Because we are leaders in this war. This is a spiritual war. It's a demonstrable fact. It's not up for debate. And someone's got to lead. These people need leaders. Sorry. It's a sad fact about humanity. They need to be led. They don't even want to be in charge. They don't want to think. They've given most of this stuff out of sheer laziness. They refuse to think for themselves and must be led. And we must do it. So that's our main agenda here and our point of this show is to protect and support and spread and defend the truth. And raise awareness and be a place where those who are trying to do the things that we're doing and have the same 
goals and missions in life to help people succeed and be there to support each other and build each other up and be a community and a family and function. We'll build something beautiful. And we must, because this evil system has to be destroyed and nothing else will take it down. And, and we can bitch and moan and whine all day long that we want things to be different, but until we do something about it, it will never be. So that's what we do and what we talk about and work on here. We also have fun. But if you dug this, if this was your first time here ever, come back. We do this every night, every weeknight at 8 p.m. We gather and have a conversation and talk about all kinds of things. But like I said, everything centers around the truth. That's our main agenda is to support and defend the truth. That's what we're about. But we got all kinds of shows. We're the most dangerous shows on the Internet, actually. And tomorrow morning, my favorite show, you know, and it's not just because I'm on it. It's my favorite show. It really is. I probably watch The Morning Yank at least two, three times. I always do a rewatch. I always do of every show. I always watch it back because I want to learn. Like I said, I'm trying to be professional as much as I possibly can. I've learned everything that I'm doing right now by doing on my own. But I am trying to do the best job I possibly can for you to provide you with the best possible entertainment I can. And uh, I study it. But The Morning Yank, I love that show. I love these, too. I, I really do. I'm a fan of the show. I really am proud of what we put out and produce. But The Morning Yank is so damn good. Like I love morning shows. I always have. But there's never really been a great one. The closest one to greatness, and I think everybody has to agree, even if you don't like him, would be Howard Stern, the closest to a pulling it off. But I think even his was wrong, you know. But me and Paul have this chemistry that I just can't even explain to you. We work so good together, and it only gets better. You know, we've been doing it. I got to find out when our birthday is, but almost a year, if not more. I always miss our birthday. I miss the damn shows. This show's birthday, too, which is 420, by the way. Isn't that great? Anyways. I don't know how old the morning Yank is, but you go back and listen. It's been great since the very beginning, which is crazy because, like I said, we're learning as we go. But at this point, it just it just gets better and better. So solid at this point. And I love being a part of it. And please come check it out. And like I said, I know a lot of people are at work. It's on at 11 a.m. Eastern. You know, I know a lot of people might be at work at that time, but. Like everything we do here, you cannot be late. So come whenever you can. Stop by. But take part. Make sure you smash them shits, comment, say hi, all that. Just like you're here during the live. And, and I'll respond. I check all the time. I love when I see after the live comments. That's my shit. So if you're here later on, like I said, you cannot be late. So please participate. Take part in the show. I want to hear from you always. Danon says you can do voices. I can. What voices? What voices do you do? I do Joe Biden. Why don't you give me voice lessons then? You know that one guy, Gary, he wants like a million dollars to give me voice I lessons. I see that. He was like, but I'm going to give you the deal. It's not going to be a million dollars. It's going to be $999,999. $999. Yeah. <laughs> it's outrageous. It's like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, a million dollars, but it might as well have been. It was out of my price range. That makes all the difference. 
But yeah, I couldn't believe that shit. I didn't even pay any attention to it because you know what I thought? I figured they were going to be in one of those rides like at Six Flags where they, they put you in the little video room and the thing moves and shit <laughs> while you watch the video of it going up into space. That's what it was going to be. And as far as I'm concerned, that's what it fucking was. Yeah. Because I bet you didn't even go high enough to tell the shape of the earth. I bet they didn't go higher than you think uh, they did. Felix Baumgartner. No, I don't know. I don't even think they made it to that level is what I'm saying. Nope, I don't think so either. I but just yeah. think they're like one click higher than a commercial airplane. Yeah, it went up high, but I'm telling you, it wasn't what they told you. And I really, I really expected it to be that. You know, you pay all this money and show up and just like, yeah, get in the box. We're totally going outer space. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even a good one either. For all anyone knows, that's what really fucking happened. And all of this was CGI. Well, you know, after seeing their moon footage, I wouldn't be surprised if they just sat people in. Oh, this next one's going to be nice. You know they're going back, right? Cruising USA. Remember guy from PayPal's taking us back to the moon. And it's going to be fancy. What? Yeah, Elon Musk. You know that guy, he, he made PayPal? You know that thing where you transfer money? Uh, he makes uh, mixed cars right now, really high-priced uh, robot robot cars. Now that, I think, is bullshit. And flamethrowers. Yeah, but he's got the contract to take us back to the moon. It is bullshit. It's total bullshit. But back. think of how neat the CGI and the fucking shit is going to be on this one. Oh, yeah. Or, or, the moon. or... Do you think it'll be shitty fake like it was the first time just to rub it in your face? Um, I think it'll be shitty fake just to rub it in your face. I think that too. They they, they love their sheep. They love fucking with the sheep. Mm-hmm. They think it's funny when they clap and the sheep are on and I they're like... <laughs> they do. They really do. This is interesting. Look and I just wanted to picture. talk about this really quick. Yeah, that's neat and all. So... I never really liked this album cover to begin with, and I, I, for many reasons, I didn't like it. I was never in favor of it. It always turned me off to the band, in fact. I like their music, but I never really liked them like them because of this album cover. I don't think it's right to have a naked baby on your album cover. I'm kind of showing it right now myself, but I don't think it's right. But this guy recreates the photo, and he thinks it's cute. Why is he wearing pants? <laughs> That's all the reason why I want to talk about it. You're recreating the photo. Where's the dollar, and why, where's your, why are you wearing pants? Uh, where's the dollar? Like the whole meaning of that album cover is that you're chasing that dollar from birth. Right. And he's got no pants. And, and the, the, the other baby one, could have been wearing pants too, is my fucking point. What always bothered me about that album cover is the baby don't got no pants on. Right. That baby's fucking. Ain't no reason. I'm going to take it down actually. Ain't no reason to be looking at a baby like that ever. You know, unless you're changing a diaper, it shouldn't be on an album cover. I always thought that was shitty, and it always made me feel weird about that. And then I'm joking now about the guy recreating the picture, but he's missing the dollar, and he's wearing pants. And it just proves to me, just like Jack could have fit on that fucking door and Rose killed him, that that baby could have been wearing pants all along. Fucking Rose is a murderer. She is. But there was no reason for that. So what's well, up with at, that? That always made me feel the, weird uh... about Kurt. Look up the 1984 album cover. It's just a baby smoking a cigarette. Yeah. What's wrong with that? It's not the same thing. Well, if you look at a baby's genitals. If you look at the picture, though, um, it was the cigarette between his fingers that was actually photoshopped in. Yeah, of course. It's not a real baby. That's that's that baby's wiener. On the Nirvana (laughs) cover, it is. Right. That's not right. I don't think. That's not okay. 
No. You can't. Uh-uh. They won't develop your pictures at fucking Walgreens if you've got a naked picture of your kid in the bathtub. Why was well, that allowed in every store on on end caps and shit? Don't you remember? These are the same fucking people that ended up killing him. I mean, they're, they oh, are, you don't think he had anything to do with that album the, cover? The Luciferians? No, I don't. I don't think he had anything to do with anything with I that band. Because that always creeped me the fuck out. I mean, he was forced to have Dave Grohl as his drummer. Dave Grohl's an amazing drummer, though. What do you mean forced? He was forced to. He he tried to get rid of Dave Grohl like four or five times. There's why do you want to get rid of story behind it? Tell me why. Tell me the backstory. Well, because for one thing, because well, now Grohl, I don't like Dave Grohl. Well, because for one thing, Dave Grohl's an asshole. Um, Dave Grohl, uh, a lot of people think was part of the whole um, assassination. Yes, they the people literally believe that he had the most to gain from it. And he was Dave, he was assassinated more than Courtney. He won't talk about when he talks about um, Kurt Cobain. He he really doesn't like uh, get into details about shit. He just basically yeah, I played for Nirvana. So what? Motorhead, Ace of Spades. You got 12 points. You only missed two points. Oh, because I didn't get the band. Yep. Yep. You didn't get the name of the song with the Fleetwood Mac song, and you didn't get the name of the band with the Safety Dance. Safety Dance. You were amazing at that game. Safety Dance. You know, I, I don't know how everyone else feels, but I really feel like that music is great. And I appreciate the detail in it. And for whatever reason, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. It is just upbeat, no matter what fucking song it is. I, Because I, my playlist has everything on it. I even have Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. Because yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. It's There's no singer or nothing. It all sounds the same almost. But the detail that these guys, and it, it's 8-Bit Underground, where I get all of them from. If you like them, you can go there. And they have almost everything. But the, the detail they put in this shit is amazing. Like in the song Jump, the Van Halen version of Jump, 8-Bit, it's got the jump sound from Mario in it. The little details. Oh, shit. Yeah, they put all kinds of work into it. That is a love song, Jump. Jump is a love song? Uh, a- the lyrics are about David Lee Roth was watching somebody that was about to commit suicide, and he's like, might as well jump. Might as well jump. Seriously. <laughs> it changed that fucking song for me. I'm like, you are just narcissistic. The fucking words, man. Yeah, Paul's talking about a concert, a big concert where David Lee Roth didn't even remember the words. Three hundred thousand people, and it was at Live Aid. And his very first, it, they came out to. Um, they were playing. Um, Somebody give me a doctor. And very, very first words out of Dave's mouth was. I forgot the fucking words, man. That is that was like one of the things Eddie talked about all the way till his last day. Was, they should just cut his mic and did an all <laughs> instrumental I version. Shot him in the, dude, I would have walked up to him and shot it. I would have walked up, I would have went up to security and been like, give me your fucking gun. And then I would have walked up and shot him right in the fucking face. Like you just fucked up everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, who does that, Dave? Yeah. Well, what's the story behind him? How did he get to be in, in Van Halen? He had his own equipment. That's it? Yes. Literally, that's it. And then you know how they got Michael Anthony? They got Michael wow. Anthony because their um, processor died. And fucking Michael Anthony was was always at their gigs and shit. And he let him borrow his processor. And fucking um, they ended up bringing Michael Anthony on board as their bass player. But basically, they wanted him for a chorus because of the way he sung, how high pitched he was. Yeah, I heard his falsetto is really good. It's amazing. No, I didn't know that about Michael Anthony at all. I know Sammy Hagar loves that dude. Yes, they're still touring. They were in yeah. Illinois yesterday, and they're doing all Van Halen songs. Yeah, Sammy works with him exclusively almost. He was in Chickenfoot, too. Yes, yep, and then the, uh, the Circle. Oh, really? Yeah, yep. No, yeah, he really likes Michael Anthony. And, and what, why did Eddie not like him? Yeah, you know why? Why did they have a falling out, him and Michael Anthony? They, they did, always, didn't they? They always had a tense relationship. You know like, why, though? I think Eddie um, looked at Michael as... Less than? Comp- no, I think he looked at him as competition. Really? Yes, and then that, that made him look down on him as less than. You know what I'm saying? But Uh-oh. but I think he looked at him as, as competition. from Because... If you've ever seen, um, he's a great performer. Yes, yeah, he's great to watch. He's fun to watch live, but he's very good on that bass when he does his solo for fifteen minutes. See, I don't know that, but I know he sounds good. He is very good. I don't know the technical things, but I've heard that he's a great bassist, and Sammy raves about him. So I always wondered. I was like, Eddie's a great guitarist, one of the best that's ever lived. Why wouldn't he be very happy with having a great bass player? That also can sing good backup vocals. Well, the one thing I, I can say though is, is as much as you know they had a tense relationship all those years, um, the one constant was Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony played for three different singers in Van Halen. You know, I wish they'd have done more with Gary Sharon mm, instead of I going don't. back to Dave. Don't you I think? Don't. I mean, no, because the but Chiron wasn't the Dave didn't... shit when they went back to Dave? Wasn't that just sad though? They went back to Dave because um, Eddie was done. Um, the The whole story behind the Sharon thing was was um, Sammy Hagar walked into the studio. This is a true story. Sammy Hagar walked into the studio. They were getting ready to, to make the new album. And um, Eddie's sitting there talking about um, doing like reunion tours and best of and greatest hits and shit. And Sammy's like, you know, we can still pump some shit out. It, but from from what i understand um when sammy walked into that studio eddie was far gone he was a huge into drugs and shit is this the story where sammy's talking about eddie not even missing teeth he was yes i've heard sammy tell this story yes and and that's all true and eddie eddie was um you know he was going down the ladder man he hadn't slept in days he was going down the drains sitting in his own shit yeah no, I've so, heard Sammy tell this on Howard. So Eddie brings on Gary Sharon because Gary Sharon was one of his H buddies. This is what I have up here. I want to talk about this before we wrap up today. I just want to make sure we, we address this because this is such a fucked up mentality. 
You know, I found this today just scrolling through Facebook, and it says if a high school kid flipping burgers deserves $15 an hour, $2,400 a month, then why isn't that the minimum social security payment? Why don't you just say, why isn't $2,400 a month the minimum social security payment? Why do you have to shit on other people? Right. Well, they teach you to do that, to be predatory against your neighbors and to feel like somebody else is taking from you. It is these greedy fucks. There's like, you know, a handful of them. You could squeeze them in this room and still have room to have someone walk around with an hors d'oeuvres tray <laughs> and little little sippy drinks for them. You know, these fucks are your enemy. Not, And it's not high school kids, by the way. I work at a fast food restaurant and there's like three high school kids. We have 40 employees. These are adults. They're the yeah. biggest employers in this country next to Walmart. Oh, it's are. ridiculous mentality, but to also feel like somebody else getting more pie means you get less pie. It's not fucking pie for one. It's not how any of this works. No. Well, then there are two different entities, too. One is your employer paying you. The other one is your earned income over the years of working. I'm just saying, you know, everyone's being fucked. We're all being fucked. It's just how severely. At what oh, level? Man. You this know, is, dude, this is slavery. Like, literally, it is. We're still. You know, like Malcolm X said, they didn't they didn't end slavery. They just moved the fucking fences. Now we call them borders. But we all live just enough to get by. We all live just within our means. And I can guarantee you, ain't none of us got 10 grand in the bank. And they say that for an emergency, you're going to need about 10 grand in the bank. 10 grand. Oh, my 10 God. grand used to be five. Might as well when, be a million dollars. That's that's Bernie, almost how much money Gary wanted to teach me vocal lessons. When back when, back when <laughs> Bernie was in his fucking snake oil heyday, man, it was fucking you. You needed to have at least five grand in the bank for emergencies, and nobody had it. It was like less than nine percent of the country. And now think about it. Now everything's gone up. Cost of everything's gone up. So now you need about ten grand in the bank. Trisha says, "Fuck banks." Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you, you know what I mean, though. You gotta have some kind of savings. You gotta have something for a rainy day. Lolly's writer would say that you can't have any blue M and M's. She thinks they taste funny. Aren't all M and M's the same? I heard the yellow ones give you die. cancer. The yellow ones give you cancer. Well, I or thought was it was the red ones when red I was ones. little. It was the red ones you weren't supposed to eat. Red ones because they had red dye number nine in it, mm -hmm. and they ended up um, outlawing that back in the the eighties. Okay, so here's the story. Paul didn't know this, so this is some Van Halen trivia for Paul. Rush was staying at the same hotel with Van Halen, and Rush bought out the bar. Turns out it was Michael Anthony's birthday. Um, I would put that as uh, Rush looking pretty bad. Why? Because they bought out the bar? They didn't know it was Michael no, Anthony's birthday. He's not Michael, their bass player. Because it was Michael Anthony's. Well, I'm They're sure Canadian dudes. No. They probably would have let them hang out. They're Canadian, Sean, not retarded. Okay. <laughs> we don't want you in here with your tight pants and your wieners in the breeze. Get your fucking hey, this is a classy wieners. joint, fellas. Get your leather wieners hey, out pal. of here. You get your tight pants out of here. I'm a boot to be pissed. Man, Getty Lee is amazing. Though no, that's a great band live, Rush. Oh, they're great. Molly says them. red, green, and light tan are the best tasting MMs. She's done a lot of research, it sounds she, like. She has. She apparently. Trisha says that Sammy was least as amped up as Dave back in the day. I watched him, Sammy, scare the fuck out of everybody at Texas Jam by climbing the stage scaffolding. Yes, he did. I was just watching that yesterday. There was a, a live concert that they put on for free in the neighborhood in Texas. And it was just uh, 
there were there was no tickets, nothing, you know what I'm saying? And it was just uh preempt. They were fucking driving through. They were still had their tour buses, they had um the semi trucks and everything. They were done. The tour was over. And they were on their way back to the fifty one fifty studios and the warehouses and shit to put all their stage equipment back. And fucking Eddie's like, let's stop off. We promised these guys a concert because the last concert got rained out. So he promised them a concert. So they fucking came back, dude, right in the middle of fucking downtown Houston, Texas, just fucking set up equipment and they started jamming. And Sammy fucking was all over. It. Sammy had a great time. And Sammy was like, even during the thing, Sammy was like, you know, these there's motherfuckers working up in these buildings and shit, right? He's like, I wonder what they're thinking right now. <laughs> yeah. That would have been no, awesome. Sammy is a great performer too. Not to take anything away from him. He's oh, just more Sammy of a singer. Was a great performer, but he was a, a way better singer. singer. They they were more professional under Sammy. Under Sammy, everything it's made sense. It, it was in time. It was it was music, you know. Yeah. A much different experience watching them with Sammy than David. I love them both. I mean, I love Van Halen. It doesn't matter who's singing. I love Van Halen. Huh? No, it's not Gab. This is Facebook, but I'll probably get us in jail for it. Look, ma, no hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I wish I knew more music stuff. I don't know a lot about a lot of bands. You know, my first concert was Hootie and the Blowfish. That would be cool, though. I like. It was a good concert. They're a good party band. Darius Rucker's actually pretty talented. He is. He's a country star now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Talking about his wagon wheel and stuff. And so is the dude from Stained, and he's getting a lot of backlash right now because of his song about um, libtards and shit. These libtards are out of hand. It calls them libtards and, and all this shit, you know? Well, you know what? Fuck them. I'm tired of being easy on them. It is song, and it's the number one country hit right now. Well, people are sick of all this bullshit. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm tired of it myself. What the fuck happened to this character? She did you uh, see this? Have you seen this? Yeah. She was this she's Bugs's girlfriend for one and has always been attractive. But now she's frumpy looking. What the fuck happened? Um, she's old. It's a cartoon, Paul. So oh. everything done with it is intentional. Okay. What are they psychologically trying to say? What was wrong with the way she looked? Because that is a person that I see in the world. That's well, a real that person that exists. If you if you bring it up like that. Um, the one on the left looks like a woman. The one on the right looks like it could maybe not. And I don't think it is. I think it's not even Bugs's girlfriend anymore. I think it's it used to be Ooh, Bugs's buddy. Look, you can even see a schlong. Look, there's a package there. Yeah, it's definitely a delivery waiting in that pants. And why? She, I don't like it. The loose fitting clothing. It's just terrible. She's definitely got something in her front pocket. Look. <laughs> She's, you know what I'm saying? I do you. know what you're saying. And it's but, for you. It's 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 in her, it's, it's in her for pocket. It's for Dude, her, our fucking arm thing isn't even tight. You see that? How it's even loose and yeah. hanging off of her. They made her look as unattractive as possible. And I'm telling you, it's a psychological attack on these kids. Yeah, look at the legs, too. They used to be this, silky looking. It's made to be funny. It's a meme. I get that and everything. And it shouldn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. It matters. This shit matters. Little details. Tiny things. It's all about the programming for the fucking um, uh, NPCs or whatever they're called. NPCs. I'm not putting down, you know, a nice sweatpant look. I love that. My look is t-shirts. I like being comfy. 
but they they person they, they did this psychologically to attack mm. and this movie sucks by the way and i'm glad to see it's tanking because lebron is one of the most illuminati controlled and supporting celebrities he out there sucks he's, he's so fucking pulled out i don't know nothing about that because i don't watch sports ball but i i heard he's supposed to be as great as michael jordan he keeps trying to say he's terrible he's he is the worst i know he can't make player. a movie like michael jordan I, I watch sports ball and he is literally the worst basketball player. Why is he so have, famous? To have ever fucking laced him up. It's How's funny. He so it's because he, well, he, he, he's an actor. Well, he's illum- he's illuminated. So what he, what he does is he comes in, right? And I could do this. I could put up 50 a game the way he does it. He'll, he'll come in. He'll get beat the fuck. He, he'll flop around. Um, people will get fucking fouls against them, you know, and they're not even in the game. They're on the bench. <laughs> and they'll be like fucking you know, then put LeBron on the line. And he's so like, he'll get all these points at, at the free throw line. Um, so eventually players will just let him go. They won't even come near him because they're about to foul out. So the second half of the game, you got literally the other team is looking at fucking fouling out their best players. So they'll just fucking stand back and let LeBron fucking lay up. So he'll have a whole fucking second half where he either gets a free layup or he goes to the line because you thought about fucking stopping him. Oh, the nerve! Oh, oh, and the double A. Oh, and the traveling. The guy has never fucking dribbled a basketball in his life. He holds it like a football, runs with it. He's never dribbled it ever. I've never seen that guy dribble the ball ever. And nobody, nobody, nobody says nothing. Nobody fucking says a word. Everyone claims he's amazing at sports ball. Well, because they're sheep, Sean. They're NPCs. They're told to to think he's amazing. But they. The thing is, is Jordan never did that shit. Jordan got the fuck beat out of him, you know, for his 40, 50 points. He didn't flop around. No, Jordan was unbelievable. I, was I had a, I had a, a, a highlights thing, that DVD collection that I bought. It was like 10 DVDs long, full of Michael Jordan highlights. He's unbelievable. And he worked for every point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he worked his ass off. And, and sometimes, I remember that one championship game, he won for them, got like over 60-something points. I Like I said, don't pay much attention to sports ball, but a crazy number of points. I think he set a record, and he had the flu. Yeah. He was Are sick they, of shit. He did that against the Pistons. He put up in the playoffs um, 61 points. That was still, to this day, is a playoff record. Well, what I'm talking about, he was sick when he did it, and it's just crazy. Yep. And he worked his ass off. And I didn't know this about LeBron because from what you hear, he is the best that's ever done it. They He's keep not. trying and trying and trying to get people to accept him as the greatest of all time. But you, you, he's not even – it's not even um, comparable. No, it's not. It's not comparable at all. The game's not even comparable at all from back then to now. I mean, Isaiah right. Thomas was way better than LeBron will ever fucking think about being. He is an asshole, but he's an asshole. He fucking I know that. He robbed those people of the, their money. He literally made a joke of the sport by going in there injured. He he there's that what he did was very bad for the sport. And he literally it's 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 what boxers call it taking a dive. He went into it knowing he was going to fucking he he was just gonna say fuck it sometime during the match. He knew that going into it that he was gonna quit. He knew it. He knew that going into it. He took a fucking dive. He's a fucking piece of shit. And I used to like the guy. What a fucking piece of shit. Fucking took a dive. Went into the fight knowing he was going to fucking quit. Yeah. You think he expected to 
bend his leg in half. Do you think he thought he was going to win that match going no. into it? Uh-uh. Poirier's got his number. That's the, if he, he thought it, he's delusional. He knew it. He knew it going in. He knew yeah. it going in. But I don't think he meant to bust his leg in half. Nobody took a dime. But it's funny how he's sitting there with Joe Rogan and he's pitching the next fight like nothing happened and shitting all over the dude's wife. And he just, at this point, he's turning me off too. And I, I wasn't even looking at it from the rigged fight angle. I knew he was doing a money grab because I knew he had to know in his mind deep down that he couldn't beat Dustin Poirier. Especially the last since, time Dustin beat him, he beat him so dominatingly, he had to know it. It was especially clear. Especially since he admitted that he already knew he had the injury going in against a guy that he's already not probably going to beat. So he, that was a dive. He went in there for the money. He took it for the money. He was right. like, I, I better take this money. Yeah. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you intend to fight and everything. But if you go in there knowing you're hurt and knowing you, you couldn't put up a good performance if you wanted to, then that is fucking over the paying fans that pay. The pay-per-views are expensive. They ain't cheap. I don't buy the pay-per-views, but they're like upwards of 80 bucks, aren't they? He took, yeah, oh, yeah. And a he, ticket he, to he the UFC is very expensive. He, he took the money and ran. Mm-hmm. He took You're a dive. Screwing over the fans, and that ain't right. Took a dive. That was one of the reasons why I still liked the UFC because I believed it was legit. But I think more and more it's becoming uh, like boxing, which yeah, is rigged as shit. It's rigged as shit. Used to be awesome. You know that was one of the one of the things I liked the most about Roy Jones, which is why I think he never got much recognition, or is still to this day not recognized the way he should be at least. That and he fought too long, but that he never had a relationship with Don King. He didn't sell out. That's what it was, the whole Don yeah. King thing. Yep, I was he stayed away up. from that, and he was never really respected, and it drove him mad, and he fought way too long, and it ruined his record, ruined his reputation. Yep. It was sad as shit to watch it. I, got, I watched him, because he ended up having to start fighting overseas. He started fighting over in Russia. Yeah, yeah. And he, he got embarrassed by this one fucking, I was like, oh my God, this is sad as shit. Because your body just starts to fall apart. There's nothing you can do about it. These guys, they stay in too long. The senior circuit. Yeah, you, but you can't physically compete with these kids. I don't no. care how gifted you are. No. Uh, just look at what happened to Roy. The best ever to do it, in my opinion, getting knocked out by these Russian thugs that could never have beat him in his prime. Ever. If he'd have got in there with the flu in his prime, he'd have beat the shit out of him. But older, he's slower. You're missing that. That little tick, that one thing, it's not even yep. measurable, but they got it and you don't. I watched um this is where I knew it was hurt. Dude, this is where I knew it was bullshit with Donna King. Was I was watching Lennox Lewis versus Vander Holyfield, the pay-per-view. Um, this is back in like you think that fight was rigged? Oh, definitely back in 99, 2000. Go back and watch it. Um what, Evander, what Evander, all he had to do, he was uh, Evander was probably told before a lot of his fights, all you gotta do is not get knocked out and we will make sure you win this fight so he's he's going against lennox lewis getting his shit beat out of him i don't think he landed more than three percent of his his shots he went down three times during the fight it was a 12 rounder and he ends up fucking winning on a decision winning on a decision lennox never went down in that fight and evander remember that that was when they were like i'm gonna check it out i don't remember this fight evander's got a uh fucking brick chin and he can take a beat. Evander is a dirty fighter. This is why Mike Tyson bit his ear. He headbutts the shit out of you for one. 
he does. He'll go low and oh then my come God. up quick with the head. Over and over again. Yeah, that's like a no matter how many times he's warned about it, he never stops doing it. He leads yep. with his head. And that's one of the hardest parts of your body. That hurts. Oh, yeah. You fuck somebody up. And Tyson wasn't going to put up with that shit. And when the second fight, when he started doing it again, Tyson bit his fucking ear. I like how a couple things have just went to shit as far as I'm concerned, but I'm super picky, but I'm still keeping it together. That's good. That's good. See, because the thing is, and, you know, this goes with any topic, really. I'm not really an expert on any of this, anything we really discuss. All I really bring to the table is authenticity, integrity, and a desire to seek out and support and defend the truth. Everything I'm discussing with you, I have good intentions, and I'm not ever intentionally lying to you, but I'm giving you my opinion and my best advice. You know, and sharing with you things that have worked for me and helped me to grow. And hopefully, one other person, just one other person, hears something I'm saying and it speaks to them. They needed to hear it too. Because I make these with a person like me in mind, someone that isn't an optimistic type, more of a skeptic, more of a glass is definitely half empty type, you know? That's how I am still. It's hard. Like I have to really focus on being positive. That's the kind of things we discuss on Tuesdays. And then come back tomorrow night. It's Conspiracy Theories and Chill. And Friday night, we have Harshman coming back to the show. So that's what's coming on the rest of this week. But yeah, like I tried to do that abridged morning yank. I like it. I think it's good. And it's mixed up and it's edited. You might like it too if you want to check it out. But if you already saw the full morning yank, you may not need an extra yank. Some people need two yanks. Some people only need one. I'm very giving. So I gave you two. Just what I do for you guys. I give and give and give. But... I'm trying to manifest something too. I'm trying to create something. And if you can help with that, please support the show. We're trying to grow too. Trying to head for our goals and dreams. And that's what we discuss. So, thank you, Dana. I appreciate that. So, all right. To me, that's enough reason to do this. It helps me. It helps Dana. Joan likes it. I know Lee likes it. A few other people have told me personally that they need it too. I think we all need to do it. It's very important. You have to work on yourself and focus on yourself because everything begins there. Everything you do, you're going to have to do if you're not working from a complete foundation. You have to work on yourself. There's nothing selfish about it. Hey, Craig, how are you? Good to see you. All right. Hey, Aaron. I don't know if I said hi to you yet. And Patricia. I'm not sure. But yeah, I said Patricia was there, Lee. I mentioned her. I did. I remember that. I trust my memory on this one. Like Paul today should have trusted his memory. He could have got 13 points. We, we played an 8-bit game today. And out of 14 possible points, Paul got 12. Some kind of musical genius. 
it's amazing that show. I, I love that Morning Ink show. I'm so proud of it. Proud of everything we do and everything we've created here. All of it. You know, I love it all. But I'm really, really proud of that show. And and one day the right person's gonna see this stuff. And it's gonna take off. And I keep acting like it's already happened. You know, you have to create sometimes your own reality. And that's saying lie to yourself. Because it's not a fucking lie. You can manifest things. You can bring things into existence. But what I want to talk about is, is we have roles, reasons for doing this, for me anyway. And that is we want to see a better life and a better world. And we want to see justice and, and things like this take place in reality and we're gonna have to bring that to fruition no one's gonna do it for us and I wanted to start off a little talk with you guys and then I'll get back to the comments with a quote and this one is from Benjamin Franklin and it goes they who give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety and they don't He's right. They don't. They deserve to be slaves. But do we? No. But we're allowing them to be a weight and an anchor that is dragging us down with them. And they will. And then they'll claw and kick and scream at us to defend this system. As we try to defend ourselves from it when it makes its final predatory moves. So we need to not wait for that. To begin leading we need to take that role now and that's why we do this that's why we do this every tuesday that's what i'm doing it for because we have to do that and and to do that doesn't mean to drop everything you're doing quit your job and be john connor travel the country like the dude from kung fu doing adventures and, and making society better correcting one wrong at a time it means being a better person you can handle that, right? Leading in your own community, in your daily life. And Lolly, that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. You've got no way to do anything about what's behind you. Unless you find Tesla's research and figure out time travel, it's gone. So the only thing that matters is everything before you. Focus on that. See you later, Craig. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you. I appreciate you. And thank you for commenting. Tony's in faith, Facebook jail, but he's in the house. Hey, Tony. Man, how you doing? Dude, what do you think about all this censorship, man? What do you think we do? I know what you think about it. Especially as someone else that tries to speak and express themselves. I know what you think about it, but what do you, what do we do about it? I don't, I'm tired of hearing everybody whine and complain. I, I want to talk about action because again, we're, we're the leaders. We are the leaders in our community. We have to be because these sheep, they need to be led. They don't want to think for themselves. And even if we taught them, they don't want to know how to do it. They don't 
You don't want any part of thought. You don't like that shit. Not at all. I got to make that bigger for you. Go back to this view. I don't even think you can read that. But yeah, there's a few news stories I wanted to talk about. And just because, you know, we're not going to ignore reality. This this motivational night and inspirational night, there's things we're talking about. They're true and they're true in reality. So yeah, reality's fucked. And it may seem negative to talk about it, but it's not. It's just the world we live in like this. You know, Bezos went to the outer space today or whatever he says he did. Says he went, what Joan tell me, 62 miles up. My fat ass, but that's what he says. Anyways, look at the spaceship. Have y'all ever seen Austin Powers? Dr. Evil spaceship look like when we are. Everybody is clowning this spaceship, right? I think this is fake as shit. I told you on the morning yank what I think happened. That's the end of it, because I don't know. I don't know, but I guarantee you what they did was they did what every NASA mission does, and they did a big arc and came back down. And I doubt, very seriously, they went anywhere near 62 miles up. But again, I'm not expert. It's my opinion. I'm just pointing out that this thing looks like a wiener, doesn't look aerodynamic. This isn't believable to me at all. And it's disgusting. Whether it happened or not. If it happened, it's still disgusting. Let's say he went into outer space and I'm the one that's wrong. He's spaceman now. Spaceman Bezos. He got there by exploiting his employees and said so himself today. Off the backs of others. And you know, we've been told since Reagan that this wealth was going to trickle down when they know that it's never going to ever they're gonna do shit like this and go on space missions they're gonna take up hobbies in which they ride rockets to outer space with their money he could clothe and feed everyone elon musk same shit richard branson same shit you know i've often joked about how Batman would have used his money for good instead of fighting crime like a ninja in the street, like a maniac, he could have done much more good, made real dramatic change and, and real difference. And any of these guys could literally be fucking Batman. And they could change the world. And it shows you none of the three are doing that. No one is. They're going on space missions with cowboy hats. And this is out of Australia, so I kind of wish Craig was still here. Before I play this, I want to make sure you can actually see. All right. This is out of Australia, and this has to do with uh, their new round of lockdowns that are over no threat at all. Not that any of this is over any threat. We know that, but Listen to this. This is from Australian News. Good evening. Within hours, Sydney will be in the grip of much tougher restrictions. The Premier clamping down on the stubborn Delta outbreak with what she's calling a no regrets policy. And this is why. From a record 82,000 tests, the state today recorded 111 cases and tragically the third COVID death in this outbreak 
a man aged in his 80s from the city's southeast. Across Greater Sydney, retail shops will now close. A small list of essential stores can remain open. Construction sites across the city shut down. And from midnight tonight, 110 suburbs across Liverpool, Fairfield and Canterbury-Bankstown will be sealed shut. That's 900,000 residents who can't leave their area, even for work. Good evening. Within hours... 900,000 people can't leave their area, even to go to work, when 82,000 were tested and only 111 positive results, one death of a man in his 80s. I just think it's funny. They, they pass this around <laughs> like it's a game of tag. But these Texas Democrats fled Texas so they wouldn't have to vote. And now they got themselves some Rona. And they got it from Nancy Pelosi's aide who tested positive after being juiced. What? Man, I hear about this all the time. People getting positive test results after getting some juice. I thought this shit's supposed to keep you from getting this. I'm not understanding the following any of this. It's really hard to follow, but they they're convicted one person so far, and there'll be more of this domestic terrorist shit. You know. And I, I really do feel that this is a, a regular guy who was riled up by what was going on and upset, understandably so, but just a patriotic man who was lured in to a trap because this was a fucking trap. The FBI pushed and orchestrated and steered this, and that's been proven. But yeah, this man... Paul Hodgkins is his name. Has been labeled a domestic terrorist and convicted. He can face 20 years in prison for his participation in this FBI orchestrated and, and plotted out, planned, and pushed insurrection. Bullshit that they're trying to do to demonize anyone that opposes them politically. Now they're even fact-checking and, and flagging posts for Facebook, the White House. They're coming right out and telling you that they're using the social media companies exactly the way that I've been saying that they are. As censorship that they could never get away with. To silence the say and silence the people. And anybody that would speak out against what they're doing. At the same time, they're just printing money like crazy. And trying to convince you that the inflation that you're experiencing and seeing and that they're even admitting to now is only temporary. They're destroying the economy by design. They want this great reset. They want a new global currency. We know what they want. This is a thousand year plan. Going on a very, very long time. Well-established agenda that's never been hidden. And we can't allow them to achieve it.
You know, that's what doesn't make sense to me about the echo during the intro. Now, I get that it didn't unmute my mic because I figured out that's why it did it. But I had headphones plugged in this entire stream. So there should have been no echo of sound because there was no sound. Explain that. I don't get it. I don't get it. Upsets me. That dumpster fire upsets me because I was really careful. You know how worried I was to start the show that way? You just go cold. I've never done that before. I've flirted with it, but I've never done it. Oh, cool. All right, good. Because they were saying up to 20 years. Eight months, Lee says. I, that's eight months too many. You should have gotten time served and a slap on the wrist. He was pulled into a situation. People are easily led and steered in large groups, and they've used that and known that forever. And yes, it is. <laughs> The biggest dick move that this supposed cool rock star type guy that I used to like, April, I, I really used to like him. He's a very talented guy. He's just very establishment as well. He was pushing this jab and made his fans, required his fans to get the juice jab to go to his concert and now has canceled it. Isn't that great? How many people did he get juiced out of? Fuck him, you know. I won't even listen to them anymore. They got a song called Sean and it rocks, and I won't listen to it anymore. I'm going to treat them like I do Oreo. What is Oz? Oz. Are you talking about Australia? Mm hmm. Isn't that crazy, Lee? One death of a man in his 80s. Whole lockdown of 900,000 people. We can talk about what we actually think it is. We do have to kind of try a little better to fit into their guidelines and rules. And, and that only means baby talking. I don't mean don't express yourself. We can absolutely talk about anything. I'll get creative. You know, you figure out a way around shit. You go up, under, over, or through it. You know, we're not going to avoid what's going on. Now we'll figure something out. We got to. Come out with decoder rings I send you in the mail. We'll figure something out. Patricia says, Bezos and Branson are a bunch of ass clowns, and we've got to look at it. This movie gets stupider at the day by day by day by day. You're right. We literally live in idiocracy. Have you ever seen that? That's becoming a documentary. It was supposed to be a comedy. I hear this all the time. This is something that we need to get into more tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's conspiracy theories and chill. And that would be a great time to get into this. A lot of people are thinking that we're being implanted with something that is going to cause a reaction when a frequency is delivered. And that's what's going to happen. And that's what's going to cause them to become violent. Exactly, Lee. Lee says there's a difference between dying with the virus and dying of the virus. Most people that have this don't even know they had it. I would have to look into that. Again, not a doctor or a health expert, but I would have to look into those two theories and see what each one is about. Uh, I get back to you on that. Anybody that's here that knows 
Aaron's asking everyone's thoughts on germ theory versus terrain theory. I would have to educate myself to be able to answer that. Samuel is our financial advisor. So anyone that's wanting diamond hands, I happen to take Samuel's advice, but I would not tell you what to do. Again, the economy is being collapsed on purpose. So I would never tell you what to do with your money. But I like to listen to Samuel. Okay, you know what I mean? And maybe you do too. He says he's going to try one more time. Write this down. And trust me, Samuel, everything you comment lives forever, man. I don't delete the shows ever. So it's there. And, you know, people see it. Even if, even if you don't think they did, plant your seeds and then be done. But he says XRP, XLM, XDC. Never heard of that one. Algo and IATA will prosper in the near future. Hard to find, though, because evil doesn't want you to have it. And he's lying. He's not lying to you there. It is hard to find. And they make it very hard to participate in their little stock market and crypto markets. But I think they're manipulating the shit out of the market right now. What do you think, Samuel? As someone that knows more than me, I'm talking out of my ass. But what do you think? You think they're manipulating it? I think they are. I think they're driving the crypto market down. As well as the, as all markets. The stock market took a big hit today. Hell, if I know about that, I know you know what I'm talking about. Trisha wants to know about R, A-R-R-R. My buddy Josh, who's also into crypto, knows nothing about this one either. But uh, Marie talks about it all the time. Oh, right on. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's on sale. Brother, I'm with you on it. Don't you worry. I did see what you said, and I do listen. Not throwing much money at it because I got severe empty pocket syndrome, but a couple bucks here and there, man. Why not? Ain't hurting nothing. Hell, the paper in my pocket is going to be worthless real soon. See, Lee's silver even went down. Watched what? Hmm. And I got to tell you, I don't know what you're talking about, Aaron, asking if I watched yet, but probably not. I'm way behind, you know, and I'm going to keep getting behind because we're having mandatory overtime at work. There's a lot to keep up with. So I get way behind in, in uh, research because everybody's always, always sending me stuff, which is really awesome. I love it. But I really need, you know, help looking through some of it. Like now I got a five hour documentary I got to watch because of Patricia. She's totally sold me on watching this.
All right, guys, it is Wednesday night. So it is time again for another installment of Conspiracy Theories and Chill. And this one, we're going to look back on a video that I made a little while ago, maybe six months to a year ago. I don't really know exactly when the video was made, but it was on the World's Fair, the truth behind the World's Fairs. We were looking into these World's Fairs and trying to see what, if anything, was going on there. And we're going to look back at that because we just finished the Tesla and the New Yorker series. And by the way, there's a playlist made, like I said, uh, all of them in a row on Gab TV. You click on the first one, they'll all play for you. And it's a whole series. It's right there for you. If this piques your interest and you want to check it out. But that research into Tesla and the New Yorker Hotel led to many, many different rabbit holes. It was very hard to stay on track because Tesla alone is a minefield of rabbit holes. And then you tie in secret laboratories and all this other stuff, it gets weird. And especially when you add in the government alphabet agencies that were watching and monitoring Tesla and you go into all this, it's so much that, that you get distracted with other things. So there's a lot of things that I came across along the way through researching those, those videos that I wanted to get back to. But something that kept coming up is how the Tesla story relates to the World's Fair stories and how much of Tesla's technology, you know, this man was credited with inventing over 700 inventions, patents, and not little things. These things move society forward 100 years, they say. With, without Tesla, we would be 100 years behind technologically without one man. So... But they rolled out all these inventions at these world fairs. These world fairs that were hiding, as we're going to cover in the video, ancient architecture of a secret civilization. So what I'm trying to get at tonight, and we're going to kick around as well as anything you want, is if these inventions rolled out at the world's fairs, you know, some of the biggest things attributed to this man were also relics from an ancient civilization. So I want to kick that around with you guys tonight. A lot of people don't like that. They don't like you trying to take away anything from Nikolai Tesla, you know, because I have another theory. And, and this came from my research into those Tesla videos as well. And that is, think about this. One man, 700 known patents and many unknown, many inventions that he claimed to have invented and used that, what did he? No one knows, crazy stuff. Spaceships, USO, UFOs, time travel, all kinds of shit. The man claimed he had a death magnet that could bring down a city. What do they have, you know? But my point is, all of this, one man, does that seem like a myth? Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe they attributed all this technology that they were releasing from an ancient civilization and attributing it to this man. No one likes that. No one likes that. But I kept coming back to it in my research. I kept coming back to, is this man real? Not real as in, did he live? There's photos of him and people met him. And he's real. But did he invent all of this? Did he really? You know, and then because he seems to me like a Easter egg for us, you know, 
you don't learn about him in school. You're not taught about Nikolai Tesla. You're talk, taught about Edison, who you find out later is just a thief, just ripped off a lot of smart people. But you find out this man is the genius. This is the super genius. And then you feel like you learned something. Well, did you? Or did they just give you a convenient dead end to stop looking? A huge waste of money, Laura. Huge. Why would they do that? Those were very intricate buildings in the World's Fairs. The detail on them things. The carvings all throughout. Everything in them was immaculate. And there's no fucking way that they were constructed just to be torn down in the middle of like swamplands and shit. They were already there. These are things that they found and they couldn't explain and, and needed to erase. And they had big events to bring them out. And I'm theorizing, I'm adding on to that, that they also rolled out hidden technology, secret technology, things that they had discovered, not invented, and then attributed them to one man who has become a mythical figure. When you find him, you feel like you found something because you're not taught about him. But did you find anything? Or did you just find the answer they placed for you? Well, Tartaria would be these ancient civilizations. That's what they're talking about. An ancient hidden civilization. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'm correct. These buildings would have been from them. And that's why they all match. You know, that's what all this Roman architecture is all around the world is, is what they're theorizing. That the reason why it's all like that is because this is all from an older civilization that was was global, really. I don't know a whole lot about Tartaria, but I've had someone on about it two times. Tyler, a real old friend of the show. He ended up leaving social media entirely, but he was well into Tartaria and talked about it all the time. So I'm pretty sure I'm close. Uh and it has to do with um, mud floods as well. So some of these things were revealed through that. Things are still revealed to this day in mud floods. But there was another group of his that had to do with the mud floods and how they tied together. Joan says that I enjoy, she enjoys hearing me narrate and speak. And I always have interesting information. Babos goes to sleep when I talk. Hey, Gary. Gary is going to give me voice lessons if I ever save up $10,000. So the only thing separating me from a buttery voice that will guaranteed knock you out is money. I have empty pocket syndrome and it holds me back from damn near everything. I really hate it. Philip says Graham Hancock has recently stated that he thinks America could have been Atlantis. Wow. That's interesting. I thought they found a place that was, uh, a geographical match anyway for Atlantis. And that's right, right? It was recent. I went that long ago. Yes. You remember Tyler? Yeah. Tyler Klatinoff. Mm-hmm. Cool fucking kid. Very knowledgeable. You know what happened, though? He, uh, he was not afraid. He was very brave to speak his mind and, and his beliefs. And shit, at one point, Tyler didn't believe he was real. You know, 
I'm not saying that right, and don't misconvey it. He just was open to all kinds of possibilities, which I admire. Doesn't mean he was always hitting the bullseye. It means he was seeking the truth. I don't mock people for that, but people mock the shit out of this kid. And he wasn't an aggressive type. He was brave. He stood his ground. He always kept at his point, but they just, you know how people are. They talk to you like you are less than, that they can just not respect you at all. And they speak to you, no matter how well you speak, like you are simple. You know, short a few cards. They don't act like they have to even respect anything you say, and they're damn sure not reading any of it. So he got sick of it because he's not the type that will ever just stop saying what he is thinking about or researching or, or thinks. He would express himself, and then people would just, you're an idiot because they're fucking stupid, and they, they just can't open themselves up to any other kind of ideas. But he talked about Tartari all the time, had, had a group about it. Uh, a very interesting group. And, you know, who knows how much is true? Because, really, all we can do is make our best attempt at it, getting at it, who we're lied to on a massive scale. Wiggy says the detail in carvings on ancient buildings says to me that they use technologies to make this that we don't have today. And that's absolutely true, I think, as well. I used to really love uh, Will Cooper. You know, he had a show called The Hour of the Time. He was uh, a radio guy. It was like what Alex Jones would be if Alex Jones wasn't a disinformation agent. So like a legit Alex Jones, which and it goes hand in hand, means he never really made it to Alex Jones's level. But he was great and a great voice. You know, someone I look up to as far as radio things go. He ran a show out of his, basically his shed, his garage, my shed. I could do one. But he had a, uh, the equipment to do it and broadcast a radio show. It was great. But he used to say all the time, listen to everything, believe nothing. And he used to tell you, anytime he would tell you something, go look at this for yourself. Don't believe it just because I told it to you. And I say, I feel the same way. You know, we're just talking. I'm not an expert. If you, if you hear something, I'm saying it with integrity and honesty. And I believe it. But maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before, and I'll own it if I am. I'm not speaking gospel. I don't really like anybody that does that. We're talking. We're just sharing information, and there's nothing wrong. It is healthy. Alex Jones isn't crazy. Alex Jones is an entertainer, though. He's putting on an act and a show. It's not like he's not believing everything he says. Some of it, I'm sure he doesn't, but a lot of it's truth. A lot of it is, but the best lies and the best misdirection have, have truth all over them, sprinkled throughout. I feel what he's for is for when people think conspiracy theorists, it gives them someone to picture. And he does deliver truth. And he's very talented. Oh, he, heavily, heavily, Philip, heavily. And Alex is very talented. I'm not taking anything away from the man. And I, I definitely defend his right to exist and, and have a show and a voice. But the powers that be didn't. They gunned the man down and killed him. 
well, hook me up with Paul. Hook me up with Paul. And I'll have him on about Tartaria. I need to have a guest about that. Some more knowledgeable. I would love to have Tyler, but if I can find a decent replacement in Ty for Tyler or Tyler. Somebody who knows how to get in touch with Tyler. Hook me up. I miss that dude. Always. Always. And I want you to do that with anything you hear here. If you hear something and you're like, hey, is that true? Go find out. Go find out. You know, don't take what I say as gospel or anyone. Think for yourself always. Shit, I don't always even agree with myself. I find out I was wrong and I'm like, you bastard. Alex Jones got a little visit after Sandy Hook. You think that's when he sold out to the man? I think he was always a disinformation agent, but he stepped over the line with Sandy Hook. You know, but Alex has more freedom, though, doesn't he? He doesn't work for a network. He has InfoWars. But, and keep this in mind, things that rise to the top and get seen are pushed. Which means... For him to have the most popular website on the internet, pretty much. He has huge traffic. Somebody's pushing him. Because he's on the man's servers in the man's system. And it's just real hard to do anything in that system of value. I'm live every night, Sky, at the same time. 8 p.m. Eastern. Every night we do the Sean Yankee Show. And come back tomorrow night because tomorrow night's rant night. Rant night's real fun. We just have fun, bitch and complain. You got to do that too. You got to vent, get things out. We do that on Thursdays. And then Friday night, we're, we're going to have Harsh Med on. Our guest is Harsh Med. Eiffel Tower. Now, I've heard that about the Eiffel Tower too. You think that's, that was ancient and not constructed? Didn't that have to do with the World Fair? Melissa. Melissa helped me with the research on the World's Fairs. There's a connection there, right? I remember that vaguely from the research. It's been a while since we did that video, though. You like him, too, don't you? Philip, Philip knows what, what got William taken out, William Cooper. He says that William Cooper was going down right after calling 9-11 just a couple of months in advance on his radio show a couple months before 9-11. And you may remember this, too. They went and interviewed Osama bin Laden in a cave. Uh, I don't remember what network. But when they did that, Alex, but not Alex, fuck, I just called William Cooper Alex Jones. But William, on his show, The Hour of the Time, said to his audience, there's something big about to happen and they're going to blame it on Osama bin Laden. And a few months later, 9-11 happened. And a little while after that, they gunned William Cooper down. Well, everybody has a gift, Melissa. That's, that's what we talk about every Tuesday, as a matter of fact. Tuesdays, we do motivation. Everyone has a gift. You should seek it out. And when you find it, live in it. That's my advice to you.
What do you guys want to get into though? While while I uh, give you a chance to bring up anything you want to get into, because we don't have to stop talking about conspiracies. I did have a few things I wanted to talk about with you and go over, but uh, please, if you if you're wanting to talk about a conspiracy, feel free to still mention those. Rand Paul, who Paul was mentioning this, that there are certain people, he mentioned Trey Gowdy and somebody else, who are just bullshit artists putting on a show in Washington, trying to give us the illusion that something's actually being done and happening about various things, but they never really open any cases or have any convictions or nothing fucking ever happens. Well, Rand Paul's a lot like that, too, from what I see. And you got to remember, this is cursory. I'm not a political expert. This is why I see. I see him calling people out all the time, but I don't ever see nothing happening to him. Like this motherfucker right here is in there screaming at Rand Paul that he don't know what he's talking about when everybody fucking knows he designed this virus through gain-of-function research that he paid for and funded. He had a fucking recipe to it in his emails. Did he also will yell and scream at you about in these fucking joke-ass hearings that you have the audacity to challenge me, sir? How dare you bring up an email that challenges science itself this motherfucker should be behind bars long ago for the HIV epidemic, which is his fucking fault, too. He killed millions of people. The, the nerve. And if Rand Paul really was genuine and he had a wild hair in his ass to get after this man, there's enough evidence he'd already be in cuffs. He'd already fucking perp walked. I think this is theatrics. Like all of it. It makes me sick that he's able to just keep walking around and be the highest paid, the highest paid propagandist that works for our government. This man makes more than the president of the United States on his government salary, not to mention all of his seats and boards that he has and patents and all that shit. Because, yeah, they patent their little cures to this stuff. So he has a financial interest as well in hiding the truth and, and misleading people about cures and methods. Like when they used to talk about how Trump was spreading dangerous information about hydrochloroquine and avert medicine and all those other treatments he was recommending. Oh, that's dangerous. But now they're admitting that, that actually those are good. How many people did that kill? You know, that little fuck we was just looking at Fauci, I'm sorry. I'm, I get violently angry when I look at him. I'm sorry about all the cussing. But the UK government advisor has admitted, just like Fauci did, when he laughed, remember? He laughed about it, the idea of wearing masks. They're comfort blankets that do virtually nothing. And we knew this. We all knew this. It's being admitted again by a government advisor, and no one will care. No one will notice. You know, probably still tell you to wear two, three of these sons of bitches. I still got to wear one every day at work. I hate it. It's so uncomfortable. I fucking hate that thing. And I know it's not healthy. So, do I really need to have Stephen Grumbine back on? You guys remember Stephen Grumbine? He, uh, he's like an expert on MMT. Does a podcast on it, knows a lot about it. Magic money theory, you've probably heard of it. 
people tell me I shouldn't be alarmed about this printing of money willy-nilly that they've been doing. You know, half of all money ever printed has been printed in the last 16 months, and they're just more and more and more. They're like they're trying to break the printer. And people are like, Sean, you shouldn't panic. You got to look up Stephanie Kelton. Have Stephen Grumbine back on. Learn MMT. Because in magic money theory, everything is possible, apparently. But, yeah, this is getting up to $5.4 trillion now, their infrastructure bill. And I'm sure that only like $1 trillion of that will be spent on infrastructure and 4.4 to special interest groups. I want to start us off with, because it's disgusting, and I've been watching it go on for a little while now, and I usually don't weigh in on this shit, and I'm going to be real vague, all right? But judgmental fucking people drive me insane, and I really hate it when, you know, they, they just can't keep their fucking mouth shut. It's not enough that they're judgmental fucks, and... They're obsessed with other people's behavior. They can't keep their mouth shut. They have to let everyone know that they disagree. Well, duly fucking noted, dude. You've told us a thousand times that you disagree. Now, if this person you disagree with doesn't want to change their lifestyle for you, I'm sorry, but that's fucking okay. And you need to get over it. Move on. At this point, you look completely obsessed. Matter of fact, I'm starting to think it's kind of weird to be this obsessed with what someone else is doing. You're showing your ass by being a judgmental fuck. You're not helping nobody and you're just causing division. That's it. Do you focus on you? That's enough right there. You got your hands full with that shit. A lot of people don't pay enough attention to themselves, especially these motherfuckers. Pay attention to you. Work on you. I'm sure there's shit you need to do. Leave other people alone. Your beliefs are your beliefs. Keep that shit to yourself. Most of the fucking time. Observe. Most people know who the hell I'm talking about right now. This person goes live 15 times a day. There's really no reason to give names here because this applies to any judgmental fuck. But if you're completely obsessed with someone else, to the point where everything that you think, every thought in your fucking head rotates around this. Something's wrong in you. Something's wrong in you. Start there. Focus there. That's really all you need to focus on. No, it ain't you. Trisha, no. No, 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 no. Don't be sorry. Hey, don't ever be sorry. Because it's rant night and I... Get pissed on purpose for you tonight. This is a show. I'm entertaining you. Um, I'm not upset. See? I'm happy. I just hate seeing this shit. I hate seeing it go on. Because it's so fucking hateful for one. And then it, it serves no purpose. None. Zero. All you're doing is upsetting someone at best. And then letting everyone see that you are obsessed. You're not changing anyone's mind. Sandy says, I hate the ones that always assume and comment on why they think you're doing and what you're doing because of their assumption. Drives me nuts. Yeah, a lot of times they're not even paying fucking attention. They don't even know what they're judging. 
They just think that they disagree with you. They're not even sure. Fucking idiots. And the more judgmental you are, I'm sorry, the more of an idiot you come off as. I put that up on purpose. I know I have a face for radio, but that was very nice, Sandy. I appreciate that. And you know what? I had a meme and I took it down because it was a text meme. And a lot of times those don't come across and uh, you really don't understand them or can't see them very well, depending on what kind of device you're looking at it on. So I stopped using them. But it was talking about how social media has made it very easy for people to run off at the fucking mouth without getting hit in it. You know, and I know that we're in a different time now and everybody calls the police for literally everything. But when I grew up, you got popped in the mouth. You went saying shit you shouldn't say or stepped over the line. You were a habitual line stepper. Someone eventually put you in check. But on social media, people feel safe, right? Because you're in your house. You're shitting all over someone's life and insulting them, insulting their way of life and the safety of your living room. So it empowers people. They're, they're, they're way more ignorant than they would ever be face-to-face. Hey, Joan, good to see you made it. And Samuel, anyone else I missed, welcome. We're doing rant night. We haven't officially started yet. We haven't played our intro yet. That was personal. I wanted someone to hear that, that needs to hear it. Whoever needs to judge others in order to feel better about themselves. Something's lacking in you. You are the problem. You need to analyze that. You want to break that down? Break those words down. See if they make sense. If you guys are ready, it is Thursday night. And on Thursday nights, we rant. What the fuck? Insulin. Something people require to live. Something that the man who invented it wanted to be free and, and, and basically gave it away. I don't remember exactly what he sold it for, but it was like a dollar. He wanted humanity to have it. It's necessary to people to survive. And we charge up to 10 times more for it than other countries. And then like last night, we got to talking about that magic money theory. You know, as a poor person, magic money theory actually enrages me because in, in MMT, you can just create money like however you want, like they're doing right now. You know, just break the printer and just all willy-nilly, just print as much as you want. You can because nothing means nothing. It's all numbers on a computer screen. They just move shit around, which means they don't need to even charge you taxes. They just do that to keep you in line. And, and, and I don't remember. Stephen explained it to me. I had Stephen Grumbine on to explain magic money theory to me. But they just do it to keep you in line, basically. And enslaved in the system. 
We don't need to do it. They could also give you universal health care. Not only don't they need to tax you, you can have universal health care like everyone else in the world. That's disgusting, right? Because that, that means, no, it's not because they can't afford it. It's not because we can't make it happen financially. It's because we won't make it happen. Like, yeah, fuck you. You need surgery? Fuck you. That's disgusting. That That's more disturbing to me than a predatory system that's made to keep you enslaved to it. Not just complete bullshit. It's worse. It's not better. I don't know why they scream learn MMT. It's not like if you learn magic money theory, because I think I pretty well understand it. It's not going to help me pay for this surgery. What am I going to write my congressman and be like, hey, I know you can print money out of thin fucking air. Will you write me a check for Babel surgery, please? Are they going to do it? So what good is it for me to learn MMT? kind of already covered the next thing that I wanted to talk about abusive people it's just bullshit man what about you there's no reason to be abusive to other people no matter why you're doing that what are you doing that for what's it for I think I got that out in the beginning the main thing I want to talk about before I get back to you guys is censorship and it's on my mind because we started a private group on this show for supporters. A private group. Now I get that it's on Facebook. But it's private. Everyone in there wants to be in there. They want to see this kind of stuff and, and no one else can see it. They kick almost all of our posts. Almost all of them. Let me show you. Let me show you what it looks like. And we didn't do this. For all of you that are in the group, we didn't do this. We didn't set it up this way. This is just the way they're doing it. See this? This is a post. Someone tried to share. Aaron tried to share. Now down here it says it declined it, automatically declined it. And the reason it gave was it was reshared content. That this post has reshared content from outside the group. Now I don't understand. I don't understand. It seems to be random, too, because people will try four and five times and like one of their posts will get accepted and four of them will get declined. We're trying to fix it. You know, this group, we don't set these restrictions. And a lot of us are technically inept. And most of them speaking about me. I set this group up. I didn't add any restrictions to it. I don't know what this is. Lee thinks maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I did. I'm open to that. Hopefully that's all. Because... Our event in this private group got kicked. And everybody got refunded. We couldn't even have a fundraiser in our own private group. And then there's this. The Biden administration. The White House. Now, all along with this social media censorship, it's supposedly been okay because it's a social media company doing it, not the government. So what now? What now? And we all know that they've been behind the scenes all along, but now they're out front about it. 
They're telling you right to your face. They want to censor your text messages. Not your social media posts, your private text messages. And they've admitted that they're flagging posts for social media. That's government censorship. They're not allowed to do that. You don't have that right. They're taking it, though. And what's frustrating to me is not that they're doing it. Because this whole plan has been going on for thousands of years. And we know exactly how it plays out. And this is, of course, part of it. My frustration is that they fucking get away with it. And it has a lot to do with what we started out talking about with this sowing of dissent and all this division breaking off in little groups and my group's better than your group and I know more than you and you're wrong and I don't like the way you do this. And you're all in little bitty groups and you're ineffective and you can't do shit. So what good does it do you to be aware of what's going on? Absolutely none. Absolutely none. You're powerless. So enjoy wasting your time like a hamster spinning in a wheel, ranting and raving on social media about the issues that are important to you if you don't take the time to unite with others and see that we have a common enemy and fight them instead of fighting each other, you're helping this happen. Like with them wanting everybody to get juiced up to maybe go to a concert or a sports ball game or something like that. Like the food fighters. When they cancel the whole damn tour after they want their fans to get juiced up. I'm digging Eric Clapton right now. Eric Clapton won't play any venues that require juice. I applaud that. I would I hope that this encourages more people to stand up. So that's what's gotta happen. But you know, I think a lot of people I saw it last night, a lot of people were excited about Rand Paul filing criminal charges against Fauci. I know why. I get it. You want a hero to save the day, riding on a white horse. Be your own hero. Rand Paul's not your hero. Nothing's going to happen to Dr. Fauci. Just a prediction. I'm just a guy. I'm just telling you. From studying history and from the way things have gone in the past, nothing's going to happen to him. And Rand Paul is putting on a show. I know a lot of people like him. And I don't dislike him. They're just calling it what it is. This is uh, a really neat little diagram. And if the vaccine works, then the vaccine passport is pointless because the vaccine is effective. No one needs it. If it doesn't work, the passport is also worthless. What does it matter? The juice doesn't work. Why does it matter if you know who has it? But that's not changing their mind. So what's really going on? And then this has to do with the magic money theory that I was talking about earlier. I just wanted to show this really quick. This is the U.S. debt clock. Right now, as a country, we owe $28 trillion. 
$85,000 per citizen, $226,000 per taxpayer. To who? Who do we owe us money to? Who knows? Show of hands. Who's the largest percentage owed to? And why is it owed? Didn't we just get done talking about how money can be printed out of thin air? Well, if it can be printed out of thin air and they can control inflation and everything's just numbers on a screen, why is food going to cost 10 to 14% more by October? So fucking confused. I wish someone would get Stephanie Kelton to come on. Explain all this to us. Help it make sense because according to magic money theory, there's no need for this. But we're heading for bad times. And I'm saying that these are probably light estimates. Let me see what you guys were talking about. Yeah, flowchart for uh, the effectiveness of the passport. I thought that was pretty neat. It's simple, easy. The juice is good and it works. Why do you need me to get it? Why do you need to know who has it? Your juice works. Dolores says the selling fear clock. Dolores is someone that often tells me I need Stephanie Kelton on. All right. What's it for then, Dolores? Explain it to me. I understand MMT. I really do. I am, I interviewed Stephen Grumbine about it, and I've listened to the episode a couple times. I understand it. What I don't understand is why everyone thinks, if I learn it, and we learn it, that they'll give us a seat at that table. If anyone can answer that question for me, why they would let us at the controls, I'll learn MMT. I'll start pushing it and supporting it. Till then... That makes everything worse, like I was explaining earlier. It's worse. It's more predatory. It's more evil. Don't you see? By lockdowns, not by a virus. Tracy said Australia's been hit very hard. By restrictions. Lee says there's too many videos of them all talking and laughing together than putting a mask on to go live. Too many of that. Too many pictures of them on airplanes unmasked. You know, doing mass spreader events where they run to D.C. instead of doing their job and bring the Rona back. Patricia says progressives are idealists instead of realists. No conception of reality and the sociopaths they're dealing with. Yeah, you just you got to realize who you're messing with who your enemy is. It's important to know them and understand them and understand that they'll burn this whole fucking thing to the ground before they let you have the keys. No, it was a Hollywood movie. I don't know that it's on Netflix yet. It was in theaters. Had to be more in it. I believe. Need to watch that documentary that Patricia's been talking about. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break it into pieces because it's five hours. So I'm just going to like watch what I have time and then come back to it. Keep chipping away at it. And I'll get it done. But I got to see it. She was talking about it last night. It sounded really, really interesting. 
But again, I want to remind you to come back tomorrow night. Tomorrow night on the show, Harsh Med is going to be joining us. And I'm really excited about that. I really like Harsh and I like having conversations with him. He's very interesting, dude. So come back for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then Saturday night, the weekend review, I edit up all the best moments of each night. And then we watch that back. It's like a two to three hour commercial for the show, basically. It's a great opportunity to bring someone in and show them what it is we do because all the best moments are laid out for you. And I put a lot of work into it. It's edited real neat and it's fun. I actually have gotten to where I've managed to make it seem like it's a two and a half hour show. You can't even tell unless you're paying attention that it's clips. It actually gets pretty seamless. I like it. I'm proud of it. And I want you to check it out. So come on a Saturday. We start an hour early, though. We start at 7 Eastern instead of 8. I've not seen Snowpiercer. Ron says it's kind of like the movie Snowpiercer. Jones says they're starting UBI with these child tax payments. They're going to approve them until 2025. Are they really? Wow. It's on Hulu? Trish just says, everybody's just like me. Everybody just really wants the same things. Now, these people are psychopaths, sociopaths, and, and they have no empathy for you and, and would never even dream of letting you into their game. They would change it before they'd ever let you in. It's a nice idea, though. You know, just fantasy. It's kind of like following and, and believing politics is the answer. And some politician is going to save you. You got to save yourself. That's how I feel. And I feel we need to individually lead. And, you know, if you want to lead people to realize they're being screwed in, in, a, in, a, in a way that they can never even possibly imagine, that's good. That has purpose. It's just, I don't know. I don't want to focus on put all my eggs in one basket and be like, if we just get this, no, we need to take them down. Their whole illusionary system, all of it, the evil shit holding us back. Not just their rigged financial system, but the entire thing. What are we creating tonight, Melissa? Melissa's creating dinner. Babos created spaghetti. And it was very good. I sprinkled a little mozzarella cheese on it. I added that creation to the dish. But it was very good. And you always make neat stuff. Ron, you're right. Stock up on food and water. Stock up on things that you can barter. Things that have value. You know, like Lisa used to talk about like pints of alcohol. Things like this. That you can trade things that you will need but you know food water repair for at least a few months sandy says i brought up a good point in the last interview with melissa that was a great interview by the way we had a lot of fun melissa was great 
and uh, she said, been said, most people do not know what is going on. Well, they don't want to know. Most people. And then the ones that think they do, a lot of those get so caught up in the idea that they know everything, and then they get stuck that way. And they don't. There's something eating at me, and this really isn't the proper time to bring it up because I don't really know how much time we have. We kind of talked about it last night. There's somebody that's literal poison that is attacking a friend of mine, and it just is tearing me up because I'm so fucking torn. I'm not the type to come out swinging at people and just be that way and just be a dick for no reason, but and it's not my fight, but. I'm so upset with this and it's just constant at this point. And really I need to just stop following it. You know, most people have already stopped following this person. So I just need to join that list and leave this train because it's sad at this point. And I, I just, it's breaking my heart to see him attacking my friend. I don't like it. Yeah, I think so too, Ron. Somebody take care of that, please. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he's pointing at, but he's spamming the shit out of the feed. Somebody mute him. I would appreciate it. Bama is doing better. Um, Babas didn't want me to get her CBD treats. I don't know why. I think she thinks they won't help her. Can someone help me convince Babas that Bama would benefit from these CBD treats? I think she's in pain, but she doesn't whine or cry. She's still very swollen and she limps when she walks, but she's walking on it and I do see her put pressure on it. So that's good. You know what, Patricia? Fuck it. Yes. Yes. And it's just driving me crazy. Ty's a friend. And this is bullshit. You can disagree with Ty's lifestyle all day long. It's none of your fucking business in the end of the day. And he's not hurting anybody. So shut your mouth about it. And live your own life. There's enough for you to work on with yourself than to worry about anything that Ty is doing. As a matter of fact, Ty's doing great. You really want to compare the two. If I had to judge in who's doing better and who's more mentally together right now, I would definitely go with Ty. So, you know, there's definitely some lifestyle things that could be improved on both sides of that. And no one needs to be pointing fingers. You shouldn't be throwing stones if you live in glass houses. That's all I'm saying. And, and, and it's pointless. So it's, it's not only sad at this point, but it's completely pointless. It does nothing, and it's doing no good at all to nobody. Sandy, I talk about whatever the hell I want to on my show, and I will, and I'll never stop. And it may not be your night. Like, you might not want to talk about it. I fucking care. This is my friend that I care about, and I don't like him being shit on by somebody that has no right to be shitting on anybody. I fucking care. Right now, this is for me. Jones says I will, our governor wants to do one good thing and legalize and decriminalize and the legislators won't send him the bill to sign it. Are you fucking kidding me? Why not? Your governor is trying to push to decriminalize cannabis and the legislation is stopping him? Well, then they need to be voted out of office. Todd is... 
I like Todd. I enjoy him. He's entertaining, smart guy, has a lot to offer of value. He really needs to do some self-work and self-care so that he can offer it. Because right now, he's hurting everything, damaging everything by just shitting all over someone else that's doing their best to spread awareness and wake people and has good qualities as well. We have common enemies. Our enemies are not each other. And this is no good. Everyone understands you don't like it. Move on, man. So at this point, it's sad. It's just sad. It's gotten to be fucking pathetic. And I love him. But I just, I want to see him move on. John says, Republican legislatures and Democratic governor. I don't understand why everything has to be partisan. This is something that is beneficial to everyone. To keep cannabis illegal and to keep it from people is criminal. It is criminal. And I just, it, it disgusts me to see it go on. I'm going to message Harsh. But something may have happened. And, I mean, you know, if he can't make it, then we'll reschedule for another night. And, uh, you know, definitely. But we'll, I just want to know if we need to change gears. Because we've been stalling for 25 minutes now. And And to anybody that might have been upset by me getting, I got frustrated. It breaks my fucking heart what's going on. And I, I, what I need to do is what I said and just pull away from it. Stop following it. I didn't want to do that. I only watch live streams and live streamers. It's what I like. I don't even watch my cartoons anymore. But negative is negative. And I got to remove it. And that's what I need to do. And then I won't know about it. So I just hate that I have to do that. And it upset me. And I apologize. Because a lot of times I take the comments wrong. I don't really know what you guys are talking about. Hey, Yo, what's popping, Sean? Man, how are you? I'm doing great now that I'm here, you know. Uh, you know, last minute errands when I'm coming back from the bar is not a fun thing. Mm -mm. Like I told, I told some of my family members, like I told some of my family members, and this is a rule for anyone in general. I'm sorry if you're the love of my life. If you're born between, if you're born between like the middle of May and the middle of August, I'm probably not going to remember when you, I'm probably not going to remember your birthday. <laughs> like I'm dead serious. I'm not going to remember your birthday. I'm going to be like, look, you have to basically be. More than love, you basically have to be more than the love of my life for me to remember your fucking birthday. Like, I'm sorry. If there's nine months, I can remember your birthday. But after that, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna fucking happen. Why I is it so hard during are. those three months? Yeah, just those three months of just like, ah, if you were that important, you wouldn't be born in the summer. Like, I look at it, I'm sorry. But so you're just too busy to remember a birthday in the summer? I don't know. No, I kid, I kid. Well, I mean, Facebook helps me remember else. birthdays. If it wasn't for Facebook, I wouldn't remember any birthdays. Exactly. One Facebook and two like others. Oh, like, do you know how bad? Like, if I don't remember, like, I will never remember anyone's birthday anymore unless it was for Facebook. 
That's how bad. But it I is. also don't remember phone numbers anymore either. If I'm being yeah. a, a completely honest, I don't know anyone's phone number. I don't think I remember mine most of the time. No, I, I barely remember mine, but that's what I don't know my cell years. I and only it, remember my home number because I use it for everything. All the little rewards clubs they put you in at every little store. Yeah. But my cell, I don't even know it. No, like I'm at the point where it's like the only phone numbers I remember are the ones that keep me on fucking Facebook. Yep. Like, and, and we yep. talk about censorship. I'm at this point where, like, if you're censored off of Facebook because if you're censored off of Facebook because you tell too much truth, that's one thing. If you're censored off of Facebook because you're too cheap and stupid to get a phone number, a fucking burner phone, a pay-as-you-go phone, that's your fault. Right. You don't even get to complain about what's wrong with the algorithm, any of that shit. I'm going to tell you what the fucking algorithm is when it comes to Facebook. They want your account connected to a fucking phone number. If you are too stupid to learn that after the last year, I don't care about what happens to you. I literally don't. You, you want to fight censorship, learn the fucking, learn the fucking rules. It's not a mohawk. It's more like a fucking... No, he oh, says get, you need to get a mohawk. Oh, harsh, get a mohawk here. Oh, Jesus. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, Ron. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do it. If I get past a certain age, I might just go bald. I did. I'm thinning on the front, so I just shave it all off. I'm not going to fight it. My dad fought it. I thought that was really sad. Yeah, I'm I'm at the point where like I don't like I have it. I have a decent set of hair, but after after a few years, I might just be like, eh, fuck it, let me go full bald. I don't care. But I had long hair when I was a teenager. Oh wow, I got to see those photos, Sean. How can you never post those photos for your damn page? I don't know. I don't post a lot of personal stuff. Do you I? should. You're gonna get censored anyway. You might as well go personal now. Right. That's how I look at it. Like even with the reface memes we used to do, you know, we used to do. I'm like. First, I, I used to be pissed off at that concept because I'm just like, you know, yeah, I did come from the bar earlier today. She said, everyone club get tips, everyone club get tips. Yeah, no, <laughs> I should have gotten a beer before I came on. But my whole thing is, my whole thing is, if I want to go do something, right? Actually, I forgot my foot. No, my, my, my whole thing is when it comes to like work and all this other stuff, I don't work or any of this. It's just like. Like, I used to get so pissed off, right, with the reface memes. Like, not for you. I used to get so pissed off when people post, like, my You're talking about like, the ones where everywhere. they put your face on something? Like they put no, no, I'm not the real. I'm sorry. I get so pissed off when people would tag me in, like, personal photos. And I'm like, damn it. I don't want Facebook to see who the fuck I am. Right? Oh, yeah. But then after a while, I'm like, you know what? If you're going to censor us anyway, and I already got right. a page, and we're all public figures and all that shit, then we might as well just have fun with it. Right? Right. Like at this point, it's like the reface memes can at least fuck up the AI. You know? Sure. Now that that that's what you're talking about, though. The ones where they put your face on a movie scene. Oh no, those are awesome now. Like yeah. I would have had an issue with it if I didn't those realize that we're gonna get censored, you know? Like if I thought we had like another five years on Facebook, I'd be like, guys, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't fuck up the AI like that. But knowing that we're probably gonna get zucked in the next year or so, and we might as well have a, as much fun with it, right? Yeah. You know, I don't care if they put my I don't care if they put my face on some professional athlete or some smoking tent or whatever. I don't care. 
let 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 the AI get fucked up with it. So you're you of the club that doesn't feel like we can fight this, aren't you? You're the one that you're of the side that feels that humanity's doomed. I think we can fight it if people actually learn what the fuck matters. But I'm kind of at the point where it's like we have the tools to fight things, but I don't know if we're gonna do it. I really don't. Well, I think that what it is is those of us like me and you and people like us need to take our roles and be leaders instead of divide divisive. We we tend to fight a lot. We need yeah, to come I've together. noticed that a lot in the last. I think few we should come I'm together. Like, some of the things people complain about, I'm like, y'all have some fucking. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but a lot. Some of the things people complain about, I'm like, y'all are too fucking nitpicky. I'm just, it, it's not helpful. Speaking of following Sean Yankees' lead, I was actually I was actually at, a, at Des Moines, Iowa, a week ago. Well, a week ago at this time, and I was actually uh, doing some stand-up comedy. Oh, really? Yeah. No shit. How to it's go? It's on my page. Like we we invited this comedian over, uh, like Mark, uh, Joseph Verkenstein. We invited this comedian over. It was Joseph Verkenstein of uh, Woodwood Media Group and Infowin New New News. Anyway, we invited this comedian named John Vegas over. Great dude, love his stuff. He's very funny. And so he was performing a set or two. He, he was performing a set, and I'm like, you know what? When he's taking a break, let me jump in and have some fucking fun. And right I gotta say, it was actually pretty cool. You know, it was really cool. I can't, can't complain. I, you think I had you got memories. the bug? You think you'll do it again? Oh, absolutely, awesome. absolutely. I even have like, I even have some jokes to, I know some jokes that always be a part of my set. Right on. Yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I was going to tell you is to hone you down a set, like a good solid five minutes. Yeah. Just wall to wall, just write it all out and and memorize it. Something you can pull out of your ass anytime. And then once you got that down, get you a ten minute set. And then make you a fifteen. Absolutely. Yeah, I got. I gotta start. I gotta start shadowing you for a bit. I'll, I'll help you out, man. Anything you want to know? Absolutely. Any, any advice you need? You know. Absolutely. But Maybe. I think that's cool. I, I I love anybody that catches that little bug because it's awesome, isn't it? I mean, the, oh, it just is. getting a laugh, the energy, it's like a rush. Well, one, it's getting a laugh, but two, for me, it's like venting. It's, it's yeah, it's cathartic. It really does feel like therapy. It's like doing live streams, but a lot more impactful. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and you could feel the room. There's nothing like a live audience. Exactly. I remember, I think one of the jokes I cracked was, you know, there was this one girl I was talking to for a while, and she was like, well, harsh, did you order any pizza today? Oh, I forgot. It didn't have enough curry on it. And I'm just like, that sounded so white. I could smell the mayonnaise coming from her vagina. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The mayonnaise coming from her <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought white people thought mayonnaise was too spicy. <laughs> no, no. Apparently white people created a thing called my monster can chicken they thought beer can chicken made them too sleepy so like no man let's create monster can chicken no -uh. they put mm -hmm. monster in the chicken no yeah don't even taste good. this is apparently a thing i learned this last night and i'm just like what the fuck is wrong with people 
never. Why can't you season time. your chicken properly? Just do that. I don't know what the who the is. hell ever ate chip ate a piece of chicken was like. You know what I need? I need a Monster Energy drink. Monster's horrible. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, it is. I don't like it. I mean, none of them taste good. These energy drinks, but no, Monster's one of the worst tasting ones. It uh, is next to Nos. Yeah, Nos is ugh, tastes like battery acid. It always amazes me when people buy that one. Like, ugh. Yeah. Patricia thinks the joke would be better if you said Miracle Whip. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, because Miracle Whip is so the white people mayonnaise. I that's forgot true. about Miracle Whip. It's the little details. Um, See, and that's the Patricia, thing, man. Patricia needs to be my writer then. You come back to him and you keep tagging your jokes. You'll 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 spread out a joke. You know, and and find out that it can grow. Some don't, but some can well, grow into like know, a three to it, five minute bit I'll just by adding what. new jokes to it. I'll tell you what, the Patricia Hauser types, you know, if they if they can help me, I'm good. Like I'm just like I I know that I can work on it. Like I just know because I'm just like Patricia, please reach out to me when you can. I might and Sean, same thing. There's you something know, I, Mitch Hedberg used to say a lot, and it's just it's really true. You just need to write down everything these thoughts you have. Carry around. I carry around paper notes and stuff and notepads all everywhere I go. If I think of something, I write it down. Now, 85% of that you're going to throw away. You're not going to use most of it. But okay. every once in a while, you'll find something and be like, oh, that's, that's fucking clever. And then you spread it out and it'll become a joke. Absolutely. That's how you do it. Just write down everything. Just don't even disregard it. Just don't even think about it. Just write it down. All right. Later I'm going to start over. doing that. I'm going to have like a little notebook and start doing that. I even yeah. keep one next to the bed. Like yeah. if I wake up you in know, the middle of the night. That's what I realized, you know, because I realized that we know about censorship. We know about all this stuff, right? Holly <laughs> says, dip, dip, dip <laughs> Damn. Oh, Lolly. So many talented people in the comments. Fuck, man. I got a great comment section. Yeah, you do. That's. I mean, that's I know they're thing. smarter than us. I didn't know that this, like. Oh, the the show is better in the comment section than the show going on on the screen almost every night. They have a great conversation. God damn. Well, now I'm happy to hear that. You know, my thing is, you know, because we know what's wrong with censorship. The comments distract me. Monster will clean the grease right off your shop table when when breaker cleaner won't even. Wow. I saw the video of this. This guy oh, cleaned and it did a better job than the than the cleaning John, product he was using. John, you know what you need to do? You need to tell the per, you need to tell the retard who created Monster Energy, who created Monster Can Chicken. You need to tell them that. I'm never touching that with a 10-foot pole. Well, they don't have any taste buds. Clearly. Chris wants to know what kind of dressing you use when you're tossing a salad. I want to know, Chris. You gotta let me know. <laughs> You gotta let me know. Grape jelly. <laughs> you gotta let me know. Grape jelly. It's hard to get your hands on salad dressing in prison, so that's true. You gotta be creative. You just keep them little packets of jelly. I, I, I thought I thought it was a uh, prison wine. I don't think I could. Man, can you imagine? Oh, you know that's my biggest fear. Ending up in a prison for whatever reason that just would be horrible to me being locked in a cell having to use the bathroom in front of other people and shit and lose yeah, all your that's, dignity that's, that's the worst that's thing i can horrible. imagine being in prison i don't yeah. know what i would do to make that happen to myself but i'm afraid of it <laughs> i'm not afraid of it because i realize that you know what if you make a big enough impact and you actually do the right thing two things are going to happen to you 
you either die or you or you go to prison. So I've kind of like made peace with that. My whole thing is, God damn, I want to enjoy life first before you know those things happen. Like, you know, <laughs> you're making it up. Exactly. I mean, like I said, you know, you just got to live life. You want to defeat this thing, live life. You know, go out, hang out with your friends, go to a few shows, go to your con- like whatever. Not the not the corporate shit, but the local. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna you know, support your local arts and entertainment. That's how you want to defeat this. You're not gonna defeat this sitting at home yelling about why, yelling about you know certain, you know fake doctors are fucking up the entire world. Like we know that right. it's all there. But you want know something funny about WikiLeaks? What? Like five years ago. When we brought that stuff up because we were just out of the uh, Bernie campaign and all that bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we would yell about WikiLeaks left and right. Right. Back before Q or any of that. But then all of a sudden, a few years later, I start having relatives because all of a sudden, like, oh, we want lower taxes, so we're not going to vote Democrat. Okay. And all of a sudden, they start telling me about WikiLeaks and Jeffrey Epstein. I'm like, damn. They're speaking that in their native language. In the, native, in the mother tongue. And it was crazy. And I'm just like, wait a second. You read through WikiLeaks and you didn't understand that they were open about child trafficking? Are you sure you read the same thing I read? <laughs> well, they're at least looking. That is Isn't good. That, that's, that's what I had good. to like let them know that. Right. And they understand at least that WikiLeaks is a news organization with reliable information. They, these two things are positive from right. that. They did. They didn't see it I, all there, I'm but at least they're on, looking at it. I'm mixed on WikiLeaks myself, but not because of the information they put out, but just because, you know, of the whole. How do I explain? It? Like, I I like the information they give out. I just don't like the fact that Assange's attorney is like a fucking Zion, an unapologetic Zionist. Oh, really? To me, that's just like, come on, man, really? Like his attorney is blue, no matter who. Israel above anything else, Alan Dershowitz. Like, if you think that's not a big deal, then you give, you know, Assange the OJ treatment and hope he gets out. But if you think that is an issue, then, you know. Why do you think that he chose him as an attorney? I would like to believe that because he was like, okay, I got some major legal issues. And he got one of the most arrogant, aloof, and basic sons of bitches in the history of man, sloppiest sons of bitches in the history of mankind off. But I also understand that a guy like Dershowitz isn't going to represent someone that doesn't believe in certain things. So that's kind of why I'm home. That's why I'm all mixed about all of Assange and WikiLeaks at this point. He's like, well, I could see, though, not to make any excuses for anybody in this situation, because I really don't know anything. I actually wrote that down so I could look into it. Right, right, right. But, um, I could see him doing it for the name recognition alone. Sometimes yeah. attorneys will take a case pro bono because they're going to be famous from it. Uh, he was already so, famous, though, from OJ. Right, he is. But I'm just saying, you can, right. these people crave it. So That is true. It's going to be all over the media. He might have done it for that reason. I'm not saying that's why. I'm saying that might be another reason. No, that's also true, but, but my thing is, that. when you're such a pro-Zionist that you think Keith Ellison is an extremist, 
you know, like someone is just, you know, something is off with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I definitely, I definitely want to look into that because that is interesting. And that would be a weird choice, you know, based on the, you would think philosophical differences there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. Well, I remember you know, doing a live stream about it two years ago. It was like right before I was doing karaoke. And I was like, you know what? If you guys are happy, if you guys think Alan Dershowitz representing Assange isn't a problem, then you guys should be happy because he got OJ off and OJ's like the sloppiest serial killer of all time. So, <laughs> you know, take that as a vote of confidence. Well, you know what, though? It was it was uh, shitty attorney work that got OJ off. If you really break it down, that and, and the, uh, a great legal team. You know, great legal team, won. shitty prosecutors. No morals, but great legal team. They did great all legal team on OJ's part. Shitty prosecutors on the opposition, and law enforcement yes. was completely inept. You know what lost the case for him? And this was actually the decision made by uh, the the assistant attorney, not the not the woman, the curly haired woman. I, I forget both of their names. Marsha the Clark man. was a curly haired woman. The black man. What was his name? Christopher Darden. He made the decision to have OJ try on that glove. Yeah, that was such a boneheaded error. That fucked up everything. Because that was like glove... the, that was like the nail in the coffin. Because Marsha Clark, she fucked up by having Mark Furman testify. Mm -hmm. And the minute, and the minute the other, the opposition was like, "So are you a racist? Have you ever used the N word before?" And they just busted his ass on spot. But I think it was fucked up also because of the way law enforcement handled police evidence. My, my my science teacher from middle school was actually one of the lab technicians in that case. And he was telling me how, he was telling us as a class, how police officers were so inept. Instead of turning the, instead of collecting evidence and turning it into the lab, they would go to dinner and go home. And so by the time they turn in the evidence, it'd be too late. And the, nope. and the samples would have been ruined. So Sloppy they fucked that up. Yeah, they fucked. Yeah, they fucked that up on all three aspects. There was sloppy police work throughout that case too. OJ got lucky in a lot of yeah, ways. He did. He, he had really great did. legal team, but he also got lucky. Yeah, but yeah, I remember that. That was that was wild. That case. I remember it watching was. it. We were watching it every day. They had constant coverage of that case in the courtroom. Yeah, and I remember the verdict when they read it on the radio. I was at work. And everyone in the building was listening to it. It was like yeah. echoing, echoing through the building. And then the the, the not guilty verdict and, and the shock. It was just because everybody thought he was guilty. I mean, he was guilty. The only thing I know is, he was. The only thing is, if you don't do your job, you don't expect don't expect to get a reward. But I didn't expect a guilty verdict. I was like the only one in the building that wasn't shocked because I watched the case right. and I watched the defense lose it. Because yeah. you have to prove within a reasonable doubt, right. and they didn't. Like it's a, it's at the point where like certain you know friends and family of mine, they'll tell me it's like you know what it's so sad that you know they never got justice. I'm like you know what it's also sad that the prosecution could, could the prosecutor couldn't even do their damn job. It's true. No, they dropped the ball. But Marsha Clark does blame Charles Dirt. What'd you say his name was? Whatever. Christopher Darden. Christopher. She blames him. She should blame him all she too. wants, but she's half of the she was half of the problem mm -hmm. too. Yeah, she was. 
All right. Well, Patricia says uh, Dershowitz is no longer a part of Assange's team. Well, right. He was for a long time. Well, <laughs> and, you know, it may have just been for the gun power of it, you know, because like you were saying, he is very influential and in, in a good lawyer. Whether these people are able to put their morals aside and do something a lot of people that is true, and they're skilled at it. And our legal system is built for those types to excel. And sometimes you have to get a good one. Well, most of the 9-11 hijackers, uh, alleged hijackers, are, were, were still alive. They weren't even dead. They never changed the list either. No. They were proven to still be alive. Right. And they're still on the list. It's at my post office. When you go in, you know, it's still hanging up. Fear propaganda. They didn't adjust it. They, don't they didn't shit. adjust it after 20 fucking years? No. Why would they? Huh. Because most people don't know that, and they'll never know it because they don't even listen. That's why I'm saying I gave up on them. Yeah. And now I just want to focus on stuff like what you were talking about, raising oh, yeah, the exactly. vibration Open. and your community and getting involved in your local That's area. what matters. Like, all this yeah. other bullshit doesn't matter. All this other stuff is just entertainment. What matters is just helping people, you know, helping, you know, local artists and entertainers, like, raise their platform a bit and, Perhaps, you know, maybe like helping your local community when it comes to gardening and feeding the homeless. But after that, it's Absolutely. like, who gives a shit? You know? I agree with that. Get more involved in your local areas and be leaders in your communities. Absolutely. That's what I think we should do. That's what we use our knowledge for. Why rant and rave? Like you were saying, you're beating a dead horse. Absolutely. Yeah. At a certain point. It really is. Ron's yeah. listing off a lot of serial killers. I was way into this in school. I took a, a justice class, like a law and justice class in high school. It was a special class they introduced and you had to be accepted to even be in it. And it was taught by a homicide detective. And it was a very neat class. And we, we got into a lot of these cases. Matter of fact, he had some letters that Charles Manson had wrote correspondence with, a, with someone that was doing a paper on him who went mad in the process and killed herself in these writings. He wouldn't let me read these letters. He had them, these personal letter copies, but personal letters that were written back and forth between this reporter and Charles Manson, and she ended up going crazy. Yeah. He was that yeah. able to influence people even through letters, just correspondence, to the point where the teacher wouldn't let me read it because he only let me look at three of them. He had six different pages, and he wouldn't let me see the other three. Damn. Ron's got two books on serial killers. I used to read into all these people. They're fascinating. But trust me, there's still just as many. You know who, what they think a lot of serial killers do for a living? What do they do? Truck drivers. Makes sense to travel across the, totally travel across the country yeah. by yourself. Constantly moving. Constant alibi. I used to be fascinated by serial killers until I realized most of them are psychological operations. Exactly. That's why I think that they go through cycles and that was big then. They were pushing it. And it's not that it did, it went away. It's just that I guess public interest dropped. I don't think it, it, it's not as sexy. Yeah. Like if someone tell like if someone tells you, oh, the guy, oh, this character killed, I don't know, like but we'll, we'll make some up. Oh, the the Knights of August killed five people in seven days ever like well who gives a fuck we have mass shootings that kill as many people in seconds mm -hmm. now 
I mean, it's sad to say shit like that, but that's the way of the world. That's true. Well, Harsh, I hate to say this, but I got to cut us short early tonight because I don't know if you know my babies. That's what I call my wife. She's been having a lot of pain issues. She's going to have to have surgery. She's got a bad sciatic. So I hope she gets better soon, and I hope you come on my show tomorrow or Sunday for an anniversary weekend. Tomorrow or Sunday. Tomorrow I can't because we have the weekend review, but Sunday I don't do anything. So All what right, time, Sunday, what time I, Sunday? I want you to come on because it's what anniversary time? weekend. So What time? Um, anytime. Oh, any, you're going to be on all day? I mean, I can make it like that. It's up oh, to you. you. Oh, you could go on it anytime. Okay. I'll yeah, get with like you. If, we'll talk about maybe, it. We'll line yeah, maybe up. like late night or early morning, like really early morning Sunday or afternoon. It's up to sure. you. Sure. Sure. I'll have to run it by Babel's because she has a rule about me on Sundays, but she'll let me do something. Okay. She's nice like that. Awesome. But thanks for coming on and spending this time talking yeah, to us tonight. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this for the last two weeks. I'm like, damn it, let's make this show happen. Damn it. Let's I know. It's, it's weird when we schedule it out in advance like that. It's, uh, then it's because we scheduled this, like you said, a couple weeks ago. It's yeah, like, let's get to it. Is it time yet? Yeah. But no, I really appreciate it. Is there anything you want to promote before we wrap up i'm gonna say is you know maybe go on multi-dimensional memo radio if you want to see what the east up Squadcast is doing or come on my page in the next few days for anniversary weekend or maybe see in the next week or so what we're doing when it comes to um you know promoting some musicians but that's about it i really got nothing you know right on man well thanks again well thank you sean this is always a fun time i love when the band comes back together Right on, and I'll, I'll, you, I'll definitely we, hang out with you, know you a little what, bit you know on what Sunday. You know we should do? We need to do a show where Lee Houston comes on with you. Lee would be good. Lee would be dope. You need to have Lee Houston. Like, we need to have the fucking party bus together. You know I can get up to 10 people on screen. I know. I know. We can have a whole party in here. We need to do that. We do. What is, what is like, the next anniversary show for Son Yankee? We need to have, like, a fucking Our 400th episode. We do what one every 100th episode. Right now we're on 333. Okay. Yeah. So I, when I, we get to 400, we're going to have another party. Yeah, I blew past 500 mark like two years ago. But yeah. That might be because of Maximus. But anyway, <laughs> or maybe it was because of the other. Anyway, or maybe it wasn't. But anyway. Right on, man. We need to have a 500 episode. I'll be on. Lee can be on. And some others will be on. Hell yeah. It'll we need fun. to have like a party. Mm-hmm. We will. I don't know what That'd it's going to be, cool. but we need to have Everyone a fucking party. It. While we're still on this piece of shit platform. Oh hell yeah. Well, you have a good night, Harsh. Yeah, you too. You absolutely you gotta you gotta take your wife out. Oh, I do. You gotta take, I her, take her out. To, I need to take her to the cannabis shop right now. She's in pain. You better take her shopping and you better open the damn checkbook. That's right. Open a damn wallet. That's what you gotta do. That's right, man. Well, you have a good night. Now you too. Cheers, buddy. Thanks for everything. No problem. The Sean Yankee Show. New episodes live every weeknight on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at 8 p.m. Eastern. For more, follow us online at theseanyankeeshow.com.
Thank you.